Criterion creeps are coming with Jared and RJ from Renoir to Kurosawa and everything along the way. Highbrow, lowbrow, they won't stop until the This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Um, the other guy? And we're just two guys who have no other trace now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection, one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're taking a break from that usual creep for a long overdue splash in a puddle as we watch Spine 52 in the Criterion Laserdisc Collection. Stanley Donan and Gene Kelly singing in the rain from 1952, but first, RJ. RJ, I mean, I mean, or would you prefer Hollywood Baylog? Oh, wow. And this you is know, where you'd insert some uh, some NWO theme. Like Wolfpack? No, 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 no. That's Just later. New World Order? Yeah, you've got to like, you got to be like a, some sort of like counter group to your, mm. to your run. Uh, we're, it's jumping, it's too soon. The, the, the face turn happened just, the, or the heel turn just happened a week ago. Well, I mean. M- mere days ago. But uh, I mean, well, wow! Here we are in the. In, in I feel like I'm in, I'm in I'm in the shadow of uh, of stardom. Well, you know, when I got the call, J- Jizz Dog, uh, it was one of those things. They said, "We need you. We want you." Pedro specifically has asked for you, and uh, we don't know if we can do it without you. And, Who's Pedro? Uh, tell tell us more. Like, oh, what well, Pedro if? What, what? What? Why? Why would he call you? Well, there's something about. Um, I don't know. The, there, there's, there's something about a charm, that that Baylogism. Bay okay, but but, the, but, but so this Pedro guy must be some sort of actor. What what's he what's he doing? Why is he calling you for people who well, don't like listen to listen to Instagram? Well, he was making a little show, Jared. They were making a little show. It was a. Uh, have you ever heard of Home Box Office? Home Box Office. Why? I believe I might have a subscription to that. Yeah, have you ever seen The Sopranos, Jared? I'm aware. I'm aware of Gabagool. It's uh, it's not that. It's not that. But from oh uh, shit, okay. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm just talking about you know shows that have uh, revolutionized the way we think about um, about acting, art, its style, art. I guess yeah. is another way you could put that. Uh, so you know, there there's this there's this little show. There's this uh this little HBO show that uh. It was just kind of, you know, in Creepsville for an entire year. And, um, you know, I, like, I, I, I wasn't going to do it or anything like that, but uh, they called me and um, they said, listen, we kind of like what you're putting down there, pal. Buster. We think we, think we want to be in that, in that business. No. And I said, well, I said, if you make it worth my time, friendos, if you make it worth my time. Mm-hmm. So I went to a little place called Aspen. No, just kidding. It wasn't there. Um, there was a little show here. Did uh, did you see the show this week? Did you watch what, it? Uh, depends. Which show is it? Was it uh, Star Trek: The Animated Series? It uh, it's pretty closely related, to be honest. Okay, okay, you yeah. got my attention. In terms of metaphors, I see. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about uh, the video game adaptation of Naughty Dogs, The Last of Us. You know about the that? Last of Us, the 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 second highest viewed uh, HBO show in its in history. Well, yeah, and so there's a thing about that. It's 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 the second. A lot of people were yeah. saying that um, there was a certain background actor, and they said that if he was kind of shown more prominently, <laughs> it could have probably been the most viewed. Like it would have passed those House of the Dragon numbers. You know what I mean? Right. So and like a lot of the ratings were at ninety seven percent, and they said that three percent. It was like the show was mm-hmm. good. It's mm-hmm. just there's something could've, was could've, missing. Could have used three percent more Baylog. Three percent more Baylog. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I take it you did, uh, you did not watch the show. No. Wow. But you, oh, you, heard, oh, wait, you heard about it. I'm sure. I, I heard about it. My, my Twitter was aflame, and then uh-huh. uh, I, I knew it was coming. People seemed to be anticipating it clearly since people all tuned in. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't watch these first run shows. I don't watch them as they air. I'll, I'll wait till it's all said and done, and maybe I'll. And then since they've already announced that there's going to be just two seasons, I'll wait till it's all done. Well, but uh, this, so this one filmed two years ago and they haven't started filming this new one yet. So if they started filming this summer, it would probably be two years until the second season. Oh man. So that's just so you know. So I'm, I am in absolutely no rush to watch this. Yes. Yeah. Which I mean, they haven't said anything yet, but I mean, if, uh, with all the buzz and numbers, I'm pretty, I'm assuming they're gonna they're gonna make a go at the second the second one, right? Well, all I really care about though, at the end of the day, what this business is about is about yeah. in this show business is about business, and I want to know, like uh, the residuals. Uh, what are we looking at getting here? Well, honestly, like, I, I didn't I didn't even want like um, the daily uh, allowance or the salary. I said, just listen, give me um, two points in in terms of uh, all future profits. Two points. Oh, that's that's very generous. I'm I'm glad you're looking out for the both of us there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I did want to kind of pay it forward in the sense of uh, I can buy an Arby's sandwich once a year. <laughs> Splurge. With, with two points. You know what I well, mean? Well, I mean, you got that uh that thirty dollars you just saved this week. I mean, so, I, I don't mean, know. I don't know if I saved it or not. I don't know. That's a, that's three Arby's sandwiches. But see, that's the thing. I uh, I I I. I constantly um, try to make that not happen because now I'm indebted to somebody. So it's not it's not that I made thirty dollars. I am now thirty dollars worth of um, something from in here that needs to be given up to well, uh, where are you, individual. Where, where are you gesturing? In here. Wait, what's that? What are you pointing at? My my bosoms. Your bosoms. I'm expecting he's. I, I, no, I expect not he just the general, the, the chest cavity. Just these. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. Um, that's a bit of a leap. Why? Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I've only met the guy like four or five times in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for, I do think... for for really good, good activities that were had, involving well, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, there is there's some of that. There's some of that. There was some um strong beer drinking at that event as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um there was all sorts of things happening. So I don't know, maybe he is mm-hmm. wanting, you know, to return the favor. You know? And he'll oh. he'll kind of do the head nod like return the favor. Oh. And I'll go, "Oh. Oh dear." Yeah. Um anyways, uh 
yeah that show came out i uh when the scene happens really fast and there is a lot a lot of people in it and uh for for andy to be able to kind of spot me i think it took about six rewinds it is very (laughs) very faint my friend and how long did you sit how long how long did you sit in the uh holding area where you were not allowed to uh 13 hours without leaving and we never got pulled out and they said go home on the first, the the first day was where it all happened, and we were out there until like six a.m. and we were actually doing it. Second day, we were out for a couple minutes, uh, and then yeah, the third day we were in there for like thirteen hours, and uh, they didn't use. They took everybody except us. That's longer yeah. than one of our longest episodes by a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, so, and, and you were putting in like in this holding cell essentially, and yes. Uh, my understanding, if I recall, was that you were not allowed uh, electronic devices. No, nope. they had to be off. They took your no. They took it. They uh, yeah. You, you had to get turn off your phone, put it in a little ziploc, and they put a sticker with your name on it or something. That's uh, proof. Well, yeah. Well, they like you had to like show your ID or something to get it back. Like it was, it was a whole thing. They were very. But, um, but nonetheless, they took it away from you because you, you, you greasy extras. You're, you're not to be trusted. I mean that that is that is true. There was a lot of very greasy individuals there, but there was a lot of things they did, Jarrett. They um they like did makeup to cover up my tattoos. They made me shave my mustache and stuff like that. And like the closest <laughs> the camera is to me is probably sixty feet. Like you can't, and I'm in a smoke machine. Like you can't see me. all you can see is my body at most. And it was like. I remember at the time they're like, "Well, the director really wants authenticity, so like an EMT <laughs> wouldn't have facial hair." And I was like, "Okay." So uh, it was a, uh, it's a movie magic, Jared. Movie magic. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the scene is cool, and you can you can definitely tell like where in uh, in uh, our home province it is. Like, oh, uh, if yes. you've been through the city one time, you're like, "Oh yeah, I know what this is." Yeah. Or the town that is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's still kind of cool. Like it, the experience was grueling, and uh, I was really jaded at the end of it because, especially that third day when they made us wait for uh, the whole time, and then when like people were asking, uh, they're like, "Are you gonna like? Are we gonna see your face?" I was like, "Probably not, man." I had some people ask too, and like, bless their hearts, they don't know, but they're like, hey, before it aired, they're like, "Have you seen the episode? Have you seen the whole season?" I was like, "No," and they're like, "But you were part of it." I was like, "I'm not a, produ- I'm not a producer on the show." Uh, I'm not. You're not. Are you? Are you saying you're not a principal? No, I was like, I was like, I don't know if the actors have even seen it. I was like, I was a day laborer. I got paid a minimum wage. <laughs> I sat in. I sat in the Fort McLeod Rec Center for like 35 hours in three days. I was like, that was, that was it. That was all I did. I was like, and then when the when the the clock got punched, they said, "See you around, fuckhead." And I went, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? The good thing about this is, Jared, they kept me on the call list, and uh, because they didn't see my face in this first season, you know who mm-hmm. could come back two or three years from now when they're filming that second season? Um, someone else. Maybe. Maybe somebody else. Okay. okay. Probably not me. But wow. uh, anyways. So that, I mean, I feel like if I had gone through the the 13-hour ordeal, mm-hmm. um, I'd be like, nuts to this. Oh, yeah, because that was the other thing you I said. Know. is like the, the drop-off, right? Because, like you know, on day one, it was like, what did you, like, I just remember you talking about this. This is like two years ago. Yeah. There was dozens of you, and then the next mm-hmm. day, half of that, and then the next mm-hmm. day, 
half that. Yeah. Yeah, there was a it kept tenacity of you. I know. Kept getting smaller and smaller, but it was for some of them it was because like if they if your face was shown, then you were done. Like it was like, well, we can't have you back because we don't want you to be somewhere out of continuity. So they would check the reels like as they were happening, and then like uh, people knew like as they were leaving, it was like you're not coming back tomorrow, kind of thing. And they were like, okay. <laughs> I <But>, like so... <laughs> the the really the thing was like I was one of six people that had like everyone else just wear their own clothes Mm -hmm. and they kept telling us they kept telling us they're like you guys have something you're gonna be in it you guys are important stick around stick around and on the third day they're like this is the day you guys are gonna you're gonna do it and they took everybody else and then we us six just stayed in the holding area for the 13 hours or something and then they were like okay go home now (laughs) That that was the shitty thing of it. Like I and I know that's kind of how it works. Like sometimes they're just like, oh, we don't need you anymore. And it's like, okay. I was like, I really wish you would have told me before I had to like sit in this room for thirteen hours without a phone. And like it was during like COVID too, right? So like you couldn't mm-hmm. even talk to people. Like you had we were at tables of two, and you were like five. You were on each end of the table, so you were just kind of like sitting there like this. So interesting stuff, Jared. Very fascinating i just i just finished watching trek and um the thing that was interesting was you know they just reused actors and they they just uh you know it's movies it's tv who gives a shit Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're like the extras content the continuity of the extras i know i know it was very specific i just sent you a picture i see that and if you zoom i highlighted myself in red so as you see it is how it aired and then See see how many uh, see how many zoom ins it takes you to get to it. Um, Can you see my body? Yeah, I see that ass. Took a while. Takes a while. Because <laughs> you you kind of knew where you're supposed to be. I uh, like... yeah. Well, I'm at like a car crash, and I have like a little orange uh, EMP and, and, bag. And your face is obfuscated by smoke. I was in such a heavy smoke machine. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. And I mean, I had my own smokes going too, so it was even smokier. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. EMTs in uh, 2002 Texas, uh, they smoked cigarettes. They didn't have mustaches, but man, did they smoke. They didn't have mustaches. I know. Well, that director got fi- like removed. Like he, he, that guy, the dude who did the pilot episode, didn't do any other episodes. Like he was taken Ooh, off or something. Shit. It was some Russian guy. I can't remember. I can't uh, remember who it was. Are you, are you trying to say he's a real artist? I, apparently, apparently, I don't know. But anyways, maybe, oh. maybe maybe there's gonna be like a big nosedive um, season from like first episode to second, and they'll be like coming calling. Yeah. I I mean, I'm right here. I'm right Remember here. when uh, Walking Walking Dead uh, wait a season two. So, who's the director? Craig Mazin. No, he's the producer. That's the dude who did Chernobyl. Well, on the episode, it says directed by Craig Mazin. Oh, so they removed that guy completely. It yeah, was a man. Russian guy. I remember, like, because they told us his name when it was there, and I remember when. Like in articles when it was filming. Oh, oh, wait, I got it. I got it. His ep- the episode's original director, Johan Renk, uh, dropped out due to scheduling conflicts of the COVID 19 pandemic. His successor, Kantemir Balagov, 
left the project due to creative differences and was replaced by Mazin. There you go. So Mazin was always a producer on it, but he wasn't supposed to be the director. It was supposed to be that that dude. And uh, he did. So they went through three, three within the first two episodes of the of the show. But now it's now it's like Mazin. Um, Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of early reviews, and I wasn't reading that stuff very uh, thoroughly or anything, but I, I read a couple of them, and uh, all the early review things said that, like, the third episode is the, the really big one, and then it kind of keeps its pace after that. So I was yeah. like, all right. Well, I mean, that's good, I guess, if Craig Mazin came in, and uh, the dude who, like, the Naughty Dog uh, pre- president or whatever that guy's name is, Neil Druckmann, like, the guy who wrote the game, he directed some of the episodes, too. Yeah, or he at least... Uh... He wrote the seventh so episode. There. Yeah. And he... I... Oh, he directs the second episode. Okay. Yeah. And, like, he did... A, he directed the games and stuff like that. But I don't yeah. know, like... I don't know how much that translates from directing, like, a video game to directing, like... Uh... Uh, I would say... Like, I, I mean, know it's similar. Yeah. I mean, the part... I mean, it's, like, a completely different skill set. But if you kind of want to yeah. reduce this stuff to, like, visual storytelling, I mean... I think the success of the video game is that it is cinematic. So you would assume, because this is like the one that I saw somebody saying that, you know, oh, Last of Us is the, it's the greatest video game adaptation ever. And then, like, you know, it's like, well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, the, the it's not like someone's trying to adapt something that doesn't lend itself to movies, where it's like Last of Us is just like essentially Tetris? like a movie. Like a, the Tetris, the movie. You come back to me when you make Tetris the movie. Um, and it's it, it, it's blowing dicks off, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do know what you're saying, and I think uh, so. Like I, so I just played the game, and I just watched the show. Uh, show, and I think one of the reasons people are liking the show is because it doesn't deviate that far from what the game's cinematics were like. It, it's, it's not a carbon copy, but it's pretty close. It's pretty close. So the things they change, it's not like major stuff. It's just like, oh yeah, it's like that doesn't matter. That character doesn't matter. He still dies when he's supposed to die. So. The fact that it happens in a slightly different way, whatever. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. Oh, it makes sense. So, I mean, I, mission accomplished. They replicated a video game as a TV show. Yeah. I, I, I do think that's what it is. I think that's why it's so popular because I think all those video game chuds out there, uh, whenever things get uh, like um, made into movies, like they stray a little bit too much and people are like, the, yeah. the game was great how it was. And it's like, I get it. Like sometimes that is the case. Right. Yeah, but I think that's why this is successful. But, but but now you get to so far. You could be playing the game or watching a, the TV show with with no deviations. That's that's very true. It's, but, I mean, it which, I mean on how lazy like, you are. Right. It's like if you don't want to play the video game, but you want to experience the story of fungus zombies or whatever the fuck it is. Oh yeah. Uh, now you've got two choices. Yeah. Uh, is there yeah. a novel? Is there a novel adaptation? I know there was a comic adaptation. I'm I bet sure you, there is. and I bet you that was bad because yeah, I, I, which I mean, kudos they made a good TV show, but yeah, but yeah, yeah so make uh, make me make me a good comic book. I mean, maybe you're turkeys. the one to do it. Me, I. Yes, you could work at Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. And then we'll you're all, already a jizz and, and, and 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 then we'll all be tangentially uh, related to uh, Last of Us, the, the best PlayStation game ever. You know about great video games, RJ? Do you know about bad connections? Um, an uncooperative Discord? Do you know what do you do when Discord isn't behaving? I mean, Craigbot isn't letting us down. 
Crankbot is like a, I don't know. He's that shoulder you can cry on. He's never going to turn away from you. He's always going to just keep on recording. He's patient. He'll wait. He'll wait for RJ to return. He knows RJ's a good boy. That he wouldn't leave uh, Jarrett high and dry, not in his, his in his greatest moment of need, when he knows that hey, there's a show that needs to go on. We're talking about singing in the rain, fella. We, we gotta we gotta get through this. I mean, time's a waiting. Uh, man, man does not wait for uh, for the internet to come back or what have you. Um, so here we are. We're we're going to wait. Hey, it's... oh, RJ. Give me, give me you didn't minute. let Craig, Craig Bot and I were really hoping that you weren't going to let us down here. Okay, give me. I know what the problem is. Give me one second. I can oh. rectify this. Rectify. Oh, RJ's walking away now. He's he's going to figure something out. I think he's putting his pants back on. That's a, that's a good start. He's left the room. Um. I don't know what he's going to do when he's outside of the room, but I am looking at the walls of his uh, studio. Uh, I see a Bane. I see some original sweet tooths. Uh, that is uh, drawings, original drawings of one sweet tooth uh, by, by RJ's favorite, Jeff Lemire. Uh, RJ uh, is taking his pants back off. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. He has a nice bundle of cables as well. Uh, I'm not sure what he's doing with those uh, here, but um, he is going to maybe plug something in to himself or perhaps into his laptop. Uh, but we're, we're going to find out what, what this is all about, aren't we? All together now. Uh, over on the Discord, we've got... Oliver Granger uh, shared a story about how Gerard Butler has finally found his niche, making dad movies for G. I'm not sure what G is. It goes to an ellipsis for guys who might not even be dads yet. That would be like, well, not me, because I'm not going to be a dad. <laughs> no, sir. Are we still recording? We are still recording, RJ. Okay. Did you? Could you see what was happening there? Did you see what what I needed to do? Uh, I know you inserted something into your uh, body, and uh, I know uh, you're, you tried to take your clothes off, and I don't know why yeah. you haven't put them back on yet, but uh, are we stable now? I believe we are. Would you like a, do you want to know what it is, or would you like the mystery yeah. to be? Uh... You, you tell me. Tell, tell the world. Okay. So I got a, I, when, we, when I moved into this house, I got a new Ethernet cable, and um uh, it's like one of those flat Ethernet cables, and it's been working, but the Ethernet cable has become so tangled that I can't unwind it when I need to, because un- my router's not close to my computer, so I have to use my Ethernet cable, and it's so tangled, it was pissing me off. So today, I undid it, and I put in my old Ethernet cable, and then since we've started, the internet's been wacky, so... So you know, um, I could uh, go over there and teach you how to handle that cable. Show you how uh, to, can... r- to wrap it properly. You well, know, there's I, a method. You, I you wrap know, it around you... my arm and I use a that's like, not... little no 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 little no, ties. No no no. no, no, no. But it don't, needs to be wrapped don't... and unwrapped weekly. Yeah. Okay. 
I know, but you, you keep it slack. But you got to give a, give a little bit of pressure. You you feed it through between your thumbs and your forefingers, and you just feed it and you keep it a little slack. You don't tighten it up like that and rip. That's why you're that's why you're going through so many cables, RJ. Fuck, nobody's holding it. Okay, why, 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 why you got to be so buff over there, wrapping things around your arms and like make sure it's so tight. It's going to kink it. It's gonna, it's I thought that was the cable. method. I thought that, that's that, what that, it was like to wrap it around my arm so that it was no, like. You don't need to do that. Okay, well, you, wa you watch. Oh, you do this? You, like, it's. So, if you watch one, one video on how to mm -hmm. wrap cable, and you're, you'll be like, oh, that's it, huh? Okay. Well, the, the, fir the first couple times now that you've uh, fucked it all up, it'll be harder, yeah. but you'll get there. This cable is functional, but it's completely unusable. It is so kinked. I'm going to have to get a new one. So you tell me, do I get another flat one, a rounded one, or a braided one? What is the I, least I, likely to kink? I, it, it, none of them. Like, Well, it doesn't really matter. They'll not, I mean, they'll all kink if you don't wrap them properly. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Is look, that what you're look, telling look, me? Look, 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 my friend. I, I, I'm an AV guy. I know you're an AV guy. <laughs> you're talking about, you're just butchering these cables. And I get shit. Cause I'm like I, I'm very messy with my cables. Cause I'm I'm a one man producer, my friend. I, I gotta I have places to go, people to see, and I'm just I throwing my it. cables on. I'm just throwing them, slapping them down on a cart. I'm like I gotta go. People are like whoa, like my some of my colleagues that uh, don't have to be everywhere like I do sometimes, and they're like what what is this? And look at that, RJ's down and out because of sloppy sloppy cable handling. At least this time, though, it went boom, boom, and it just it took him out completely. So now it's just recording me. You're all, all your guys' favorite, Jizz Dog. Jizz Dog himself. Talking to Craig, talking to you, you and me. I, I think Ar it might be Discord. RJ's back. That's good. I think it might be Discord because my cable is in now and it's fine. Yeah. You know, Jizz Dog, I don't really know what's going on, but let's uh let's try to make the most of it, hey? That's right. Absolutely. Let's try to make the most of it. But I do think it's potentially maybe um Discord. I don't know. We'll see. Let's see if we can get an episode out today. We'll find out. That's well, fine. Hey, so enough right. about all that. Let's uh take yeah. a look at our emails. There's only two. Oh, females? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we uh, do no. have females? Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. Some, uh, some old friends. Oh, okay. With uh, Justin Peterson to kick us yeah. off with an email entitled Stupid Sports. I have a feeling I know what this is about, uh, as I was informed. Um, Prior to I think just, just, just this today uh, yeah. via Discord, via Sugarhead, uh, who kept track about my, my picks. My my scientific picks uh, about mm -hmm. NFL playoffs and whatnot, where I guess I only successfully picked one out of six games. Yes, that's true. That's fine. I mean, I don't care. Okay. You don't. You don't... have no horse in the race. That's right. But uh, mm -hmm. hey, Buffalo all the way. Hey, I I'm actually with you on that. I don't know if you've been following, but Buffalo has been a hot team this year. I picked them every week in my pool, and they. Uh, I like Buffalo, man. Who doesn't like Who doesn't like the Bills? Yeah, they're cool. They are cool. Um. Anyway, but I did. This is how I learned, though, of the fate of one Justin Peterson's team. Mm -hmm. Hey, creepers! Yeah. What's happening? 
I am st- still trying to pull myself out of my hole of misery now that the NFL season is officially over for my beloved Vikings. Or as you wrote, Vikes. Mm-hmm. So, RJ, mm-hmm. RJ, can you recall the last time a sports team really ripped out your heart? And what did you do to escape the pain? JD, no. can you relate with any equivalent misery? I mean, you probably can. I, I, I can happily say that this has never happened to me because there are sports teams that I like and there's sports sports that I actually watch and like the teams, but I've never been that competitive. Um, like even like doing things like if, if I don't win or something, I'm kind of like, I don't really give a shit. So if my team doesn't win, it's like I would prefer them to win. Is that why cool. you're a, is that why you're a loser? No, I am one of the most winningest guys around. You know what I mean? Second most uh, watched guy in the world at the moment. Uh, I know. I saw, I saw that top billing. Yeah, it's top right. billing. It's, it's strange uh, for that fact that we couldn't even see you. I mean, I'm assuming you become more important in the subsequent episodes. Well, some have said that, that it's just that's how impactful that moment was for yeah. everybody. Um, but uh, no, I've like... If my team loses, I'll be like, oh, that's too bad. Moving on. Sports will break your heart. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. When I watch those uh, 30 for 30 documentaries and you just see how devastated people become, it's like, ah, you have no control over it. <laughs> don't do it to yourself. Because, you, I don't know. The outcome, yeah, it's beyond your control. Like, so, like the team you like, but don't get don't get all broken up when they don't win. I don't know. It's, I, I think that's why. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't sports because uh, I don't know. I'd have to. You'd just. I'd get. I think I would become one of those people if I uh, fell into down that hole. So um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of. Uh, <laughs> I think the only thing I can think of about is like, like in wrestling, RJ. You know about pro wrestling? Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. I think I think that when I think about disappointment, uh, one one evening over at Corey's, uh, we were watching. I think it was like the show was it Royal Rumble, uh, whatever show it was, right before WrestleMania, where CM Punk had been running with the title for for a number of months. You know, I think go, going over a year, and he got to face uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, it was at Rumble, I think, or Clash of Champions, or some shit. But anyways, it seemed like a foregone conclusion. Uh, what was going to happen? But somehow, uh, the marks in us in that in that basement uh, apartment living room were like, well, maybe they won't go down the obvious route. You know, maybe they're not just moving toward having the Rock with the belt uh, facing John Cena. You know, maybe like the thing that that was you know forecasted last year at WrestleMania where Dwayne said to Cena that he would be seeing him again in a year. Uh, maybe they would just, they would just ignore that and they wouldn't follow up on did it. They? Uh, they did follow up on it much to the uh, chagrin of us, uh, particularly a scene where uh, with CM Punk, when it came down to him, um, when, when he was I, making a call on ma- his ma- landline. Yeah, my, exactly. Oh, okay. What happened after that? Uh, after that, uh, CM Punk uh, took the pinfall, but Lawrence, uh, you know, he he kind of groaned out, "Kick out," <laughs> as he knew what was about to happen. As as the Rock effortlessly pins him, 
Um, and you go, oh, that's disappointing. He did. He did not kick out. He oh, took. Okay. He took the pin. Damn. And are that you, was the end. Are you broken was... up about this? No. Uh. Well, it was, it was a bit disappointing because you're just like, oh. And then CM Punk went on to to his kendo stick phase, where he was just not doing anything for a while, but having like kendo stick matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really sucked because they really took the wind out of his sails, I think. But you know what? Business is business, and everyone loves The Rock, right? Uh, you st- uh, they did. They did until they did. Oh, two month two months ago. Pretty much, I think the I think him and Black Adam uh kind of hurt him you, ultimately. You know, it's kind of funny. It was the thing he was. I mean, poetic I- irony is how he was pushing black adam for so long and it might have been the thing that killed him forever <laughs> they, they put him down they murdered him oh i don't know but yeah it was black adam that did him in and all yeah. the stories that came out from that so oh well oh well yeah that's creep cool. within the creep mm-hmm. just finished up insomnia and now uh, heading for Knights of Kiberia, and and the ship sails on. Any distant memories from any of those early creeps, RJ? Remember Insomnia? I, bear, I don't even know what we did last week. Okay. I genuinely don't remember. Uh, I just remember thinking Knights of Kiberia is excellent. RJ did not like the movie at all, and yeah. I, I think I think he watched it wrong. I think you admitted yeah. that. But you'll you'll never find out. <laughs> I'll never rewatch it. Nope. And yeah. and the ship sails on. I don't remember anything. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Insomnia. I I remember thinking that the. Uh, I don't know. Ne- neither are very good. I it think or uh, the Nolan movie. I think that the... was. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. That was about it. Oh, I was gonna say I remember that was a rewatch for me, and I was always a big Nolan champion. And then when I rewatched it, I was kind of like, maybe this one's better. Or maybe because I think I rewatched the Nolan one too, and I was like, "Oh, this is fine." Yeah, some it was something like that. Neither are special. Yes, that's also true. Thanks for the time, fellas. That's all I got for this week. Best from Big J Money Peterson. Oh, so he's so despondent. Is uh the Vikings lost? Yep. What are you gonna do? Sometimes you do it. Sometimes you don't do it. What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Uh, Rob Eagle. Uh oh. The loaf of us. Yes, that's hello, uh, hello, accurate. Hello, creeps. Uh, I don't know if did he send you these screenshots. Uh, which screenshots? Uh, about you being a fun guy. Oh no, that would oh. I. Oh, that would gross me out a lot. Maybe he knows oh. I don't. I don't like mushrooms. We've been over this. They're so <laughs> fucking gross. Here. No, he. This is what he uh sent. That's why. That's why they're. That's why they work for the show is because they're so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Where did you send these to me? Uh, Discord. Oh, in the chat. Yeah, it's this one. Okay, let me see. No, no, thank you. No. <laughs> it's very Lovecraftian, RJ. It is. It is. I. I'll. I'll post it. Maybe. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I like yeah, it's it. good. But yeah, yeah, mushrooms are gross. Eh. I enjoyed your esteemed colleague's latest step on the road to worldwide multimedia phenom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I thought it was a good show, and I'm glad RJ hinted his appearance may be as an EMT. 
This allowed me to watch without being distracted by scanning every crowd looking for him. I've been spreading the word. I've told my friends that a pal of mine, RJ, is the latest mm-hmm. Pedro pa- is in the latest Pedro Pascal TV show. Mr. Pascal and his TV shows aren't well known here in Borkshire, so I had to clarify who he was. Hang on, Rob. Someone asked me this Pedro person. He's in the sci-fi show with a cute little guy with a round, squidgy face and big eyes. Mm-hmm. What's the name of that round, squidgy guy, Rob? His name's RJ. I said. I just told you. Oh. Well, we eventually sorted out the confusion, and I'm sure the show will be a hit here in Borkshire. When TV broadcasting resumes its usual schedule in September, after the mandatory 12 months of black screen mourning for Her Majesty. That's accurate, actually. That's very (laughs) accurate. Yeah. Jarrett. Good stuff. Last week, you again mentioned you're an aficionado of World of Warcraft. I know nothing of said game or indeed any form of online gaming. I was, however, reminded of a pal from years ago who was heavily into WoW. Mm-hmm. Huge incel, you'll be shocked to learn. <laughs> Not in the least. Horrific. He always maintained on the very image of something called a no-mage. <laughs> uh, he wouldn't elaborate whether this remarkable similarity related to my appearance or my manner, and I made no further inquiries into the matter. Perhaps, Jarrett, since you have... About briefly interacted with me, you can shed some light on a mystery that has perplexed me for some time. I got to know. Regards, R.O. Beagle. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, if Gnome sprung to mind. I mean, I think uh, Rob uh, is uh, a bit bare on top, um, lacking of hair. And I think like in the, the the WoW thing, Gnomes have like no hair on the top of their head. They have like little sideburns and like wispy little beards or something like that, but I don't know. Uh, I've only seen Rob via like a Skype window, so I can't speak to his height. But I don't think he seems like a person that's like under four feet tall. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Maybe he's smaller. I mean, he could be. When you said gnome, I thought you meant Noam Chomsky. Noam. Why why is that guy back? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah. P.S. Maybe we denizens of Creepsville could have our own live action version of Where's Waldo. The first person who spots RJ on the show could post a screenshot on the Discord. The winner gets a prize. Oh, it's already been revealed. Yeah, I, I already popped that bubble. Our own, yeah. The winner gets a prize. Maybe that Kajimusha DVD you've been trying to get rid of for the past two years. Nobody wants it. Nobody it's, wants it's it. It's got Return to Sender twice. <laughs> hey, uh, the, whoever whoever out there got Peeping Tom, uh, they, they still never said thanks online. The only thing that ever actually made it through one of the well, all the cereal box, uh, yeah, that's true, was was the received, yeah, that one was true, and uh, that one was signed. I hope that person still has it, that'd be pretty neat, that'd be pretty neat, but yeah, I kind of ruined uh, uh, that would have been a fun game, no one would have been able to do it though, so that's that's too bad. One thing I forgot to mention, uh, because I was a I had props. Me and the other lady who was an EMT, um, they walked us around the set when to like the prop things every day, which was kind of cool. And we got them, we got to see them rehearsing the uh, that like car scene and stuff like that. So I didn't really see Pedro, but he was I, I love that car scene. You love that car scene? Yeah, it was, was cool. My, that, was, that was my favorite scene. Oh, sh- oh, cool, cool. I can't wait to watch it four years from now. Four years from now, and then you'll go, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> he he had second billing. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. 
Borkshire, am I right? Borkshire. Incels. Yeah. Incels. Like two peas in a pod. Hey, no, no emails other than those two. Holy cow. Those well, we've been talking emails. for an hour still somehow. Unsuccessfully, Unsuccessfully. Uh, at, at times, but uh, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Keep it, we'll, we'll keep it short and sweet this time around. Uh, so RJ, what you been creeping on this oh, week? Oh, Jarrett. Jarrett. Oh, I actually, I did watch real movies. I forgot about that. What? Really, really briefly. Uh, I won't okay. talk about Black Sheep. But uh, I was watching Black Sheep because there's uh, I, I really like Chris Farley. I always have. But uh, something sad happened when I was watching it. And I was just like, I was like, hey, I think I'm now older than because I was watching. I was like, Chris Farley looks so young. And I'm like, I think I'm older now than Chris Farley was when he died. And it kind of made me sad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I always watched him as a kid and he was always just this old, like an older guy. But now when I'm. Thanks, Discord. You're. You know what? You know what's a really good movie? Junior, with you know Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what's also great? What? Discord. What's happening on the Discord? You disconnected. I did. Yeah. I can still hear you. Can Can you hear? You can hear me, right? One sec. That's weird. I didn't drop out, and Craigbot's still going. No, I couldn't hear you. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought like I was talking, and then uh, you were. It sounded. It seemed like you were responding to me. Could you see me the whole time? No, it, it just kind of went. Bruh. Oh, you've been. I I could hear you the whole time. My I didn't drop out that time. Mm. No, yeah, you were just you were just talking about. Um, you're right. You know what's cool is Junior, and then just cut away. Oh, that's weird. That that one must have been on your end because mine mine is still going. Weird. Should I just pick it up then? Yeah. Tell me about Junior. Okay, I know you're not gonna believe me, but I think Junior should be have a re- resurgence. Um, and I think it is a really trans positive movie, and I think it was ahead of its time. Okay. It's got a lot of messages in there that I think are really progressive. And I know what you're going to say. Are they, aren't they making light of those things? And they're not. They take it seriously, and they're not joking. Or they're not like, like, it's comedy, but they're not, like, shitting on these ideas. And there's lots of stuff in there. Like, Arnold is, uh, they want to take his baby, and he, uh, he talks about how it's his body, his choice. And uh, a lot of talk about why can't a man have a baby. And I was just like, man, this movie was fucking incredibly ahead of its time and progressive. I think it is has aged like a fine wine and i think everyone should watch it what kind of wine like one that like um you would eat with a cheese or you would drink mm, with a cheese red or white red. red red wine with cheese what's a cheese we could get in this like eight a... tips on how to pair red wine and cheese so you know what's asked us about food for a while so we haven't had a look at any how about tannins how do you feel about tannins rj uh, I think I'm allergic to tannins, to be honest. Yeah, tannins aren't fun. Um, okay, what what kind of cheese are we talking about? A, well, what's going to pair best with the fine red wine? Like a brie, a gouda. A, I was going to say a Shiraz and gouda. Um, Shiraz and gouda? Yeah, because no. the gouda is good uh, with like a sweet. According to this, uh, Merlot and brie. Mm. A baked brie, do you think? 
have you ever had baked brie with like a honey drizzle and like no. uh, like maybe some coffee grounds or something? No. It's oh, good, Jer. No. You should check you should check it out. No. Man. How about how about a nice uh, cabernet sauvignon and uh, some aged cheddar? A little cab soft with a cheddar? Yeah, that's not bad. What kind of uh what kind of carb are you pairing with this? We got crackers, we got little bread, we got Melba toasts. What are you gonna pair with this? Um Let's go with the let's go with the Gouda and the Shiraz. What uh, what carb are you pairing with this? <laughs> Cracker or bread or pita? Pita, pita you bro. Know? Yeah, like a pita chip. No, this is a, like a there's another list. This is uh from WisconsinCheese.com. How oh, to wow. how to pair red wine and cheese? Oh wow, that's kind of like what I've been looking for forever. Uh yeah, look at this. It's all about tannins. Lots of tannin talk. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think I can take tannins. I can drink wine a bit, but not a lot. And I think it's the tannins. If you bite into a tea bag, or the skin of an apple, that astringent bitterness you taste—that's a tannin. All right. I don't know why they had to say it like that. That seems really aggressive for, like, no reason, but okay. Whatever. Oh, how about some must-try Pinot Noir and cheese pairings? Cheddar, Parmesan, and blue cheese. Mm, I I, I do like a blue cheese. Do you like a stinky blue? No. You don't like a stinky blue? Nope. I like a stinky blue. Blue cheese dressing is pretty good. I noticed there's a, a real lack of talk about Swiss cheese. Nice age. Swiss, Swiss is good in sandwiches, but are you ever going to eat Swiss cheese out of a sandwich is my question. Uh, Yeah, 100%. Do you just, do you just yeah. frog Swiss cheese at home? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Is it oh, yeah. already sliced, or do you have a hunk of Swiss that you oh, cut it's, yourself? Oh, it's it's pre-sliced. So like the 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 squares this, that you can this, just it's like it's like a, it's it's a Swiss single it just so like a uh, like a so good a cartoon style slice yeah. of cheese mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah. I like Swiss on a sandwich oh Swiss is so good yeah. Where, do you ever mm-hmm. do you ever put anything through the holes of the Swiss just tongue my tongue yeah uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's no. gross. I got no time for that. That's disrespectful to my cheese. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, oh. didn't, I didn't realize. Okay. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, my point, Jared, is that Junior, Junior is a, a really good movie, and I think that people should give it a second chat, a uh, second shot, or a first shot, or a first shot. Yeah. Why? Why on earth would have uh, eleven year old Jared watch this movie? Because everyone, like every family, was watching this movie when it came out. No, they weren't. It's Arnold, and he's pregnant. So have you not seen it for 42 years then? I've never seen it when you were 11. I I never watched it when I was 11. So you've never seen Junior? I've never seen Junior. Wow. I don't don't, uh, truck with comedy, Arnie. But uh, do you know about Danny DeVito? Uh, Yeah, I I don't really watch... Danny DeVito comedies either outside you know about, of uh, TV shows. You know about Frank Langella? Uh-huh. He's in this. Yeah, so is Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson's in this. She's pretty good in this. And that's it. Those are the only four actors. What about Alda Torturo? No. No. 
Not even a little bit. Well, Christopher Maloney's in it. Yeah. From from Oz. Everyone in this Yeah, he is uh for like um he has one line in this. I recognized oh. him too. I was like, "Hey, Wet Hot American Summer, that's cool." That's very cool. Yeah. Lawrence oh. Tierney's in it? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The stars came out. Well, do you, do you, I have a, I have Junior in my possession. Would you like me to um, fax it to you? I'm good. You could watch it with uh, your family one night. No. Like, in, no. invite your parents over, invite your sister over, get a, get some Swiss cheese sandwiches uh, on like a platter or something like that and say, hey guys. It's Junior tonight. night. We're watching Junior. You could get some Junior mints. Uh, yeah, and that's all that's all that pairs with Junior, I guess, is Junior Mints and then the other stuff we talked about. So I watched that and then uh I did watch a TV show, but I don't know if you want me to talk about that. Uh yeah. Well, I'll talk about a TV show first, RJ. Okay. 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 So I finished Star Trek, the original series, this week. And was that uh satisfying for you? I mean, I'm glad it's over because I was I was kind of prepared to be like, I don't think season three is as bad as people make it out to be. And I don't think it is, but there's a like, there's not a lot of great episodes compared to the previous seasons. Cause I'd say that even I was kind of weirdly down on season two, but when I went back over, I'm like, Oh, half of these episodes are actually all pretty good. Season three, man, you could really tell the, uh, the budget cuts were there. Cause it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was just you know, constantly Kirk, Spock, McCoy beamed down to planet. And like bare uh, sets, uh, the the costumes were getting cheaper, um, yeah. a lot less opportunity. Stories didn't really um, improve. There was like not a lot of like thoughtful episodes. It was just kind of like, oh, they do this and then this happens, and yeah, yeah, not well, not a lot going on. But it's too bad. Let's see here. Fuck, I watched a lot. That's a lot of episodes I went through. Hmm. You watched a lot, quite a bit. A lot. Holy you watched shit. all of them. I watched all of season three. That's twenty-four episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how that happened. Uh Paradise oh. Syndrome. That's the one where uh, Kirk appropriates uh, American Indian culture. Ah, uh, uh, classic. Where he abandons his son and bails. Remember that? Uh no. His son never gets born. Oh, his son his, never gets born. No, yeah. his um, yeah, his the, the the woman dies. Oh, okay. Before giving birth, yes, mm-hmm. but they were he was going to, but he had amnesia. He had amnesia. Yeah, he had amnesia. Oh man, yeah that that was a good way to kick things off. Was the and the children shall lead. That's uh, the yeah, all time stinker. That that all those children. They suck. All time stinker, dude. Uh, well, you, you, I just say it, and you remember the episode. I remember that one because that's the one where the kid, like, isn't it like sixties kids, sixties uh, hippie kids, and they're like uh, taking control of the ship or whatever. Yeah, but it's like, and Melvin Belly is a uh, Gorgan. It's like Gorgan. man, he's the one I posted in uh on Discord, RJ. I was saying, <laughs> death comes to all of you. Um. And yeah, it's like I don't know if you remember uh, Melvin Belly. He's a he's a lawyer, uh, and he's played by I think Brian Cox uh, in Zodiac. And he mentions, "Oh, you know, I was 
in Star Trek. In a role. Yeah, in the movie. Because, of course, David Fincher would want to fit that in. Yeah. Of course he would, because yep. he's a big nerd. Yep. But, yeah, that, that episode, uh, I don't know. I, it's not good, but it is. Shatner gets to do some fun stuff. And I didn't realize there's actually two incredible uh, Shatner uh, gifs that come out of the very last episode, which is also atrociously like bad, like turnabout intruder. But there's some like what pretty. In that one? Uh, the, what's the gifs are? There's the one for sure where it's like a zoom in on Kirk's face as oh, he yeah. kind of turns around and looks at the camera. It's like, oh my, oh fuck, that's like I forgot about that one. I just just didn't realize I hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. There, there it was. Um, hmm. Oh, the, is there no truth in beauty? Is the episode where there's like the box where the person, the, the Medusian or whatever, uh, and and it's also got uh, Doctor Pulaski actress uh, Diana Muldar shows up I, for the second time, the time as, eh? as, a, as a different character, uh, yeah. and then the big the big twist, of course, is she's blind. Was she? Yeah. Really? She, well, the character was RJ. Oh, not in real life, though. No, no, that 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 was the life plot twist. But Jordy is blind in real life, right? No. Well, well, well I mean, I I guess they gave him those robot eyes like later on, so he he can see yeah. now. Yeah, they fixed him up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was he 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 behaved himself. They, mm-hmm. they well, he took his eyes. And said, a, yeah. You, you gotta but... stay with us all seven seasons, Lamar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Worth it. You know, that episode's fine. Spectre of the Gun is where, <laughs> I don't know, the Enterprise runs afoul of a satellite, and they mm-hmm. get punished by a cool-looking alien who makes them, he, he like, the alien who sends them to a, a Old West town <laughs> from their oh, imagination, yeah. and then the, the Earps come to kill them. Um, the Wyatt Earps? I, I kind of remember that. And it's got that silly, it's got the silly ending where it's like, our mind thinks the bullets are real, but if we don't think they're real, they can't hurt us. Let's Easy. test it out. And then we get the whole long passage of Spock uh, mind-melding McCoy, Scotty, and Kirk. Mm-hmm. But it's like an incredible speech. Um, I'm sure that there's some online types you know, who subscribe to certain websites. They could get some real inspiration out of it. Could you describe good, what that means? Good, good memes. Oh, okay. Yeah, people talking about the Matrix, RJ, and being oh. characters on podcasts. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, then I there's oh Day of the Dove. So that's that episode uh, where there's like the red cloud thing that makes people get really aggressive because it feeds oh. off of their anger. There's uh, always one of those. So we got, we got some Klingon action with that one because like they mm-hmm. find the planet and the Klingons try to take them. You're like, how on earth were they planning on holding an entire ship with like eight people? I I mean I agree with you. Hey Jared, well, one thing I gotta ask you before I get into it: um, how yeah. strong are Klingons? How strong? Yeah, I don't know if they're particularly strong. They're just like like always fighting, so they're just yeah. better. They're I think I know. I mean I know we I mean we all know Vulcans are very strong. Yes, and that is another thing I wanted to bring up eventually. But so, do you remember that episode of? Um, I'm gonna bring this up when I talk about it. Do you remember <laughs> that episode of DS9 when Worf is talking about how he how he was playing soccer with human kids? Oh, and yeah, supposed to head it or something, and he he like caves a kid's skull in. Right, he didn't know okay. his own strength. He didn't know his. So I always took it that Klingons were way stronger than people were. 
fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I needed to ask. I never thought about like, it too I much. Maybe I got it wrong. But you, you know, you, I kind of forgot about that too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> somehow it's I forgot great, about that time that Worf accidentally killed a kid. But I maybe because like maybe like little Worf Worf kids are like really strong, That's and 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 then the and, and just hit him, hammered him. Because mm-hmm. like maybe he's like yeah at at young age they're like man strength. Um, it could be. It could I don't be. know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that there's uh, on uh, a website someone will explain uh, the the strength of alien races ranked. Because who knows what the gravity is like on their planet? Well, so Vulcans for sure are really strong. Well, Vul- Vulcans, yeah, that's like the whole thing. That's like we're getting there though to the the best part of okay. one episode. So yeah, Day of the Doves, the one where it ends with them laughing the alien away. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, then you get the one sweet title, uh, "For the World Is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky." Man, that's that's a title. Now that's a title. Wow, that's the yeah. oh, that, this episode's like a bit overstuffed. It opens up with McCoy saying, "I'm dying of an incurable disease," and then they find this asteroid with a civilization that's actually not an asteroid; it's a ship. Mm-hmm. It's one of those generational ships. Uh, and the people don't remember that they're on a spaceship anymore. They think this is just the society, and then there's this oracle that zaps people. Uh, there's like the very funny, uh, again, another gif of just Spock and I think uh, Kirk getting tr- zapped in and out in green. Oh, yeah. 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 Good stuff, yeah. good stuff. And then the episode after that is the Tholian web, which is, uh, that's the one that crosses over with the the incredible episode of Star Trek, uh, was the story continues. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The only web's good stuff. It reminds me of Galileo seven. It puts uh, Spock into a tough situation commanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the episode that really nails the, the, the beautiful relationships between uh, the, the three leads of, of Spock, McCoy, Kirk. That, uh, that episode was cool. I remember it explicitly just cause I thought the spacesuits were really cool. Yes, yeah, Kirk's yep. in that spacesuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get Plato's stepchildren. That's the one where they go to the planet where it's like a bunch, like another one where it's like this weird, this weird worship of, I don't know, Greek culture, Roman culture. Uh, but this is like, so we've had like the, that Adonis episode. And now this is another one. This is the one where there's like the little guy who's being tormented uh, because he's got something in his like, genetics that prevents him from taking on the attributes that are in the water if you remember that and so anyway it's like yeah, a weird yeah, yeah. this is this is a torture episode of star trek because like it's just like the, it's about humiliation it's about humiliation it's all about humiliation uh like it's like making kirk and spock because they, they need a doctor and they're going to make mccoy yeah. stay and they're just going to like they just they can the one guy uh can just take control of you and make you do whatever they want. And so, yeah, it's just, like, some weird, like, <laughs> yeah, humiliation play. I can see this being someone's weird kink. But there's this bit where Bach talks about how angry he is. And he's very ashamed of it. But because of his shame and embarrassment of this, he's like, I've never experienced such great hatred before. And he, like, just kind of stands up and he goes over to this, like, I don't know, vase or this rock thing. He just crushes it with his bare hand. And you're like, oh, yeah, 
Vulcans are really strong. And I love when they yep. do things like that where Spock does something and he just punches something and just like bends it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, you go, whoa, right. Vulcans are real strong. Mm-hmm. I, I like that too. Yeah. It's pretty wicked. So that episode's not great, but it's got that scene in it, which is like a highlight, I think, of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Wink of an Eye. Which one's this? Oh, fuck. This is like another one of those like time-accelerated aliens episodes. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, Sp- yeah. Kirk's with that woman, and they, everyone gets to hear him as like they all sound squiggly voiced. It makes no sense how they fixed it at the end of it either. So, mm. th- there's like it feels like there's like five episodes like this in the series, and it's like, oh, here's the here's the next one, and then there's that episode, the next one, the empath, uh, where they go down to the mm. planet, and there's this this like Liza Minnelli looking woman. And then there's these like two ridiculous looking aliens, and you can really see the uh, the budget being stretched to its outer limit. And it's just yeah, it's just the three of them walking around, and they're also being like experimented on. And they're the whole twist is we're trying to teach this woman thing empathy, and you have taught her it, mm. because you were kept like not. Wanting to sacrifice the others for yourself, you kept giving yourself over to stuff. We wanted to test you, but also we're ultimately testing her, the empath. You have shown her the reason of emotions, yeah, just as we have always planned. And your 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 race is peculiar to us. <laughs> that old uh, chestnut head. Yeah. Uh, then you had Elon of Troyus. That's the one where you have uh, this, like, the Cleopatra woman, uh, who's, oh, like, real, yeah. who's got, like, the yeah. tears that can, like, take control of a man. So, yeah. you know, of course, Kirk, he's, him, they, they're having that real, like, um, tension, because she, she's, like, a real uh, bossy lady, and Kirk doesn't take well to bossy ladies, but then he gets, uh, he gets trapped with the tears, and he gets snaggled, and it's, like, she's supposed to be traded off um, in this, like, a negotiation deal that she doesn't want anything part of. Klingons are involved, trying to disrupt things and make them fire, but blow themselves up. Yeah, Saint, <laughs> just another Tuesday, hey? This, yeah, just good old Trek. Ah, whom gods destroy. So this is the episode that involves Garth. If you remember him, this is like it's like it's like. Kirk and Spock go to Arkham Asylum, but it's like Batman 66 Arkham Asylum. So there's this like old uh, Starfleet captain who went crazy. I think the idea is that he was like in this horrific spaceship accident and his body or whatever was taken to this alien culture and they rebuilt his body so he would live, but something went wrong and now he's nuts. And so he's on this planet with like, you know, you know, criminally insane Orion slave girl, criminally insane Andorian, uh, criminally insane pig alien. And they want to take the ship and like cause mayhem. Cause the man, cause the guy's just crazy. He's going mm-hmm. himself like the emperor of the universe. That episode's like kind of fun, but again, Oh yeah. <laughs> like then they blow a woman up on the show. It's like well, a grenade not? essentially. It's like, Whoa, why not? I haven't seen that on star Trek. Well, I mean, you didn't know you wanted to. True. Uh, let that be your last battlefield. The classic episode of uh, 
a guy who's black on one side, white on the other, and the other guy, played by Frank Gorshin Riddler, uh, he's flipped, and he's like a space cop, and they're all they live forever, and they've been pursuing each other, and it's a message, RJ. There's it's a little little bit of a metaphor going on here. Metaphors about skin, and race, oh, and hatred. Got a pretty dark ending, let me tell you. Mm. Then you have the Mark of Gideon, which I don't even remember at this point. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, this episode's terrible. Nothing happens. Mm. Uh, Kirk is supposed to beam down to a planet, and he gets teleported to an exact replica of the ship with a woman, and they're trying to find a cure for disease because it's going to expose her. Oh, it's just whatever. That which survives the crew of the Enterprise and visits an abandoned outpost guarded by a mysterious computer. Man. Sounds like you loved it. Uh, yeah. The lights of Zatar. Strange energy-based alien life forms threaten the memory. Oh, the memory alpha episode. Where we get oh, yeah. we, we, the first hear about the memory alpha. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Requiem for Methuselah is not too bad. That's the episode Good where title. they meet the, they meet the guy who's uh, also Leonardo da Vinci and Bach. And oh, yeah. he's like yeah. 3,000 years old. Good stuff. Very mm-hmm. jealous man. Way to Eden's the one with the space hippies. Horrendous. Uh, okay. With Charles Napier, like, mm-hmm. dubbed singing. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that episode stunk. Cloudminders allegory with the Sky Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a man who, like, jumps off a cliff and falls to his death. That's something I'd never seen in Star Trek before. Where you actually see the shot of him like overhead falling. That looks actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Savage Curtain, that's the one with Space Lincoln and mm-hmm. uh, OG, like just like Jesus Vulcan. He says some stuff in that episode. Vulcan Jesus. And then you also get like, yeah, the genocidal maniac uh, man from Earth, Genghis Khan. And K- and Kalos shows up. He just, and he's. Kalos? Kalos is there. And he's just like a, a guy. It's uh, pretty underwhelming. Sorry. Are you, uh, you're. You're in, underwhelmed in the... by Kailash. Oh, he's he is just a dude. I he even... heard the word Kailash, I'd say about fifteen hundred times in the last week. I bet you did. Yeah, that's um, interrupt you, Kailash. That's fine. All our yesterdays. Um, Ooh, two, this is the second last one. That's the one where they go to the planet and they can like jump through portals that go to different time periods, kind of like a video game. Because uh, it's at some old library. Uh, Kirk is like in, I don't know, 1500s England or something like that with witch hunt talk. Uh, there's like one, she, he was talking into a device, talking to a man named Bones. So I'm like, yeah, that is kind of uh, spooky. And I think there he was a witch and I'd want to burn him at the cross. Who wouldn't? Quite frankly. And I then like Sp- Spock falls in love with a woman from 5,000 years ago during the Ice Age. And then he's reverting and becoming more barbaric as the Vulcans were 5,000 years ago. Oh. And then Turnabout Intruder is the episode where Kirk's consciousness is swapped with this like old girlfriend. Oh, yeah. That episode is ass. I that episode's, Yeah, that episode's pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Pretty lazy. Uh, and this is like 1969 that episode came out. Yeah, the, the, the sexism in it, it's like, ugh. Not, not a good end to the, the original series. The series? But... Yeah, there's like did it. I did it. I, I that is the first time I've ever watched a show from start to finish. Uh, in wait, in oh, its entirety. Oh, you mean like in like an actual order and stuff? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, ever. okay. I, no. Well, how many times have you seen this show? Like three times? More? I mean, ne- never, never start from finish though. I've always was... seen individual episodes. I've, well, I've seen season, I've seen season one a lot. And because usually when I do, I've done the rewatches before I get so far and then I just kind of burn out. Uh, because some of the episodes are really tough to get through. They're so long. Mm. And the pacing isn't amazing, but... They are I mean, very When you're long. doing other things, it's it's fine. Yeah. Some have said that they're even potentially boring, and that's what makes the motion picture potentially interesting. Because it's some... also boring. Because it's also boring. It's the right kind of boring. So, yeah, I'm going to. I've started watching the animated series from like 1973. So, I'll let you know about that next week. I'm interested. I'm interested. So, I think it's time, though, for a little exclusive Patreon action, RJ. Holy shit. We haven't done that in a long time. I know. We're we're overdue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give me a moment here. I'm going to stop this recording and create a fresh new one. Okay. That's a good opportunity for me to have a tinkle. It is. I'll be 13 seconds. Okay. exclusive yet i mean no one would know unless they were part of the patreons and they would know if it was the best one um that that ever was i mean where else are you going to hear the number two more well i know about number twos hey rj you got any news um number two is uh poop Oh, I see. Uh, you want to hear about some criterions? This has got to be, man, like the lightest month in a while. It's a lot of 4Ks. Um, we got the Fisher King. Everyone loves Robin Williams. What? Are you kidding? Re-release on Blu-ray? On 4K. Oh, really? And, and... The Seventh Seal in 4K. Is that good? Uh, yeah, the movie's pretty good. Oh, okay. Uh, we also got a new movie, um, by uh, by uh, one of our Lithuanian friends' favorite filmmakers, Ruben Ostland. His or I don't know, Ruben, his uh, his new movie that just like is brand new, Triangle of Sadness. Oh yeah, I saw that pop up as a rental. Coming to Criterion, it is. It is coming to Criterion in April, and and another recent, like super recent, is um, uh, that Steve McQueen box set, uh, or a series of short films, Small Axe. Small Axe. Small Ass. Wow. Um. So that's coming. (laughs) Is that good or what? I have no idea. Okay. I'm sure some people some people are stoked. I'm sure some people are very angry that their uh, pet movie has not been released yet. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's no pleasing everybody. I mean, there's not, but... What do you think Harry Mudd would add to the collection? 
Harry Mudd. What would he bring? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I do know that. I just see now that Strange New Worlds is trending, as Why? is Ted Lasso. Why is Strange New Worlds trending? And, and, and Colin Kaepernick. Uh-oh. What did he do to... Uh... And it's only 1,100 tweets worth, so it's not that. He didn't do anything, I guess. In the Star Trek community? The, the Cavaliers at Grizzlies? Is that oh, wow. big? That's, uh, that's huge. Yeah. Could have been one of the biggest. Indeed. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> Could have been one of the biggest. Uh, yeah. So why is... um? Let's see. Strange New Worlds. Let's see why this is trending. Strange New Worlds. Uh, um, no, that's just someone tweeting about it. Uh, that's just somebody tweeting about it. Uh, that's just somebody tweeting about it. doesn't seem like there's news at all. It just seems like people are just tweeting about it. So fuck. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Welcome to, welcome to the internet. The internet <laughs> is a thing. Outstanding. Well, let's uh, keep that train rolling then. Fuck yeah. All right, yeah, the world, nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Things are pretty quiet. The only thing I'll mention is uh, the, the sad passing of pro wrestler Jay Briscoe, um, who I don't know if you've seen uh, wrestle, because you mostly were watching just the... The WWE stuff with us, not the the Ring of Honors with the, the Briscoe brothers, but they are very good wrestlers. And uh, Jay Briscoe, all thirty eight years of them, uh, died in a car accident, and his two daughters were in this car accident as well. And uh, they did too. no, they're they're in pretty tough, tough and rough condition. Oh, so very good. yeah, very bad. But uh, yeah, no judge uh, Jay. Jay Briscoe is a very good wrestler, good personality, and I was like, uh, I just like had come in, it got reconnected to the internet, and I got a message pop up. It's like Jay Briscoe is dead, and I'm like, what? So of course I immediately went to Twitter to confirm because if it was true, it would be on there. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it is. It's, uh, it sucks. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. Unfortunate. Somehow. Unfortunate. Said. Yep, it's true. But yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, that's that. Uh, we we have a movie to talk about. That's oh, the don't. opposite of tragic deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, a little upbeat, a little bit, put a little smile on your face, a little pep in your step. How's that um, sound, RJ? You excited? Huh? N- not interested. <laughs> oh shit! After the break. We're going to take this show on the road, but it's going to be not good. It's going to be very bad. Um, Is it? It's, it's ironic. It's, it's, some, oh? it's some irony will be deployed as we talk up the success of the podcast while people don't see the squalor that we live in. What do you mean squalor? I've I mean, changed you, my bucket once I'm, already. You, you got to shove an Ethernet cord into your body to get this show working. I mean, we're not doing good here, folks among other places.
a glorious field and we're happy again. We'll walk down the lane with a happy refrain and singing, just singing in the rain. Mr. Simpson, we're really rolling. Yeah, well, you can stop rolling at once. Huh? Don, Lena. All right, everybody, save it. Save it? Tell them to go home. We're shutting down for a few weeks. What? Well, don't just stand there. Tell them. Everybody go home until further notice. What is this? Yeah, what's the matter, R.F.? The jazz singer. That's what's the matter, the jazz singer. Oh, my darling little mammy. Now, little mammy. My little mammy. No, no, this is no joke, Cosmo. It's a sensation. The public is screaming for more. More what? Talking pictures. Talking pictures. Ah, oh, it's just a freak. Yeah, what a freak. We should have such a freak at this studio. I told you talking pictures were a menace, but no one would listen to me. Don, we're going to put our best feet forward. We're going to make the dueling cavalier into a talking picture. <laughs> Beautiful girl, you're a lovely picture. You were meant for me. All I do is dream of you the whole night through. You're all my lucky There's a fiddle ready for love. I can jump over the moon up above. There's a fiddle and ready for love. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Podcast, and tonight we're taking a step back into the Criterion Laserdisc collection, oh. celebrating episode three hundred and twenty-five. RJ, oh wow, can, can you believe it? How many is that? Uh, uh three hundred and twenty. 
four more than was needed. <laughs> Truer words never spoken. You know what I mean? Well, here we are, RJ. Um, as always, the idea here is, uh, you know, it's a little divergence, uh, an opportunity to check out, you know, all-time bangers that uh, at the time of recording were not in the collection, you know, mm-hmm. like Citizen Kane, um, or movies that do inevitably come back into the collection. Then we go, we don't have to watch it when we get there because we already did it. Yippee! We paid it forward. King Kong. Oh, yeah. Um, that was Stuff good. like, you know, It's a Wonderful Life, bangers. Yep. Uh, Scaramouche, all-time Scare- classic. I mean... Oh, who could forget? I mean, I, I still think we get emails about Scaramouche. Oh, to, I mean, to, to to this day, not just classic movie, a classic episode. Do you remember the thing that happened that we've never been able to emulate again? No, it's it's true. Scaramouche. Again, Garamouche. <laughs> so uh, this is another one of those uh, landmark films up there with the Scaramouches. Uh, a little movie called Singing in the Rain, which has a tagline: "What a glorious feeling." And the synopsis um, were given on Letterboxd. In 1927 okay. Hollywood, a silent film production company and cast make a difficult transition to sound. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yep. kind of. That's yep. it. That's the, mo- that's the picture. That's the joke. That's right, yeah. RJ. And uh, I've seen Singing in the Rain. A handful, a handful of times. I've seen this movie. I know this movie. A handful like, of times. I like this movie. You know, okay. you know, you remember Stanley Donan directing this? You know, the guy did Charade. Of remember Charade? Who could forget? Remember Walter Matthau, Audrey Hepburn. Remember those two? Great. Was uh, he having sex in that movie? Probably. I mean, oh, okay. Look at him. Well, when was he not having sex? I guess. Insatiable. Yep. Um, and then you have Gene Kelly, who. Uh, has co-directing uh, credit on this because oh yeah I mean goddamn is Gene Kelly and I too much I ask you RJ who is Gene Kelly? Uh, I know Yoon Gene Kelly. He's a guy who works down at the post office. Yeah, yeah. He really likes Quiznos for some reason. Like I mean I think Quiznos is fine, but like uh, Eugene's always on about it, you know. Have you ever? Well, this man is also named Eugene. Um, oh, Eugene Curran Kelly died in 1996. Um, best known, you know, for musicals. Uh, he was a choreographer, actor, filmmaker, uh, song and da- song and dance man. Um, yeah. And vaudeville? Uh, vaudeville. Oh, I'm sure he did. I mean, this man was born in 1912. Eh, vaudeville might have skipped him by a little bit. But I don't. I don't know this man. I don't know. I don't know a goddamn thing about him. You don't know Gene Kelly? I don't know Gene Kelly. I just know. This, I know the star. What about Grace Kelly? Any relation? Uh, to Grace Kelly, I don't think so. I think it's a a mere coincidence. Because that that is she she's a movie star too. She sure. is. Sure. She, she was. Yeah, she's a big movie star. That's what I've heard. She, Anyways, yeah, quite a bit younger than uh, Gene Kelly, but I'm sure that one would have stopped him. Am I right? <laughs> well, actually, I was interested. Do you know the age difference between uh, our lead man and lead lady in this movie? 
Uh, I don't know. Real life age difference. Okay, so we're talking, uh, what do we got here? I looked it up. I can tell you. You don't have to look it up. Between Debbie Reynolds and Gene Kelly? Mm -hmm. Okay, so she was born in 32, and he was born in 12, so 20? 20 years. So at the time of the filming, she was 20 years old, and he was 40 years old. Hollywood. Hollywood, never, right? never changes. How old's uh, how old was Donald O'Connor? Uh, so I did look into that. He was sixty-five years old. Oh wow! Damn, the damn young age of sixty-five. He, he, he looks he looks pretty spectacular. He can he can move. He can take a bump. He can well, he, he can he can run vertical. He wasn't just sixty-five. Like uh, I think they said that was dog years. Oh, okay. So knock that I mean? to knock that back. So he's uh, what twenty seven, something like that. Something yeah, like that. somewhere in between there. Okay, yeah. I got you. I see you. I see what you're talking about. So anyway, um, singing in the rain. This is a pretty legendary motion picture, RJ. Um, allegedly, and uh, I don't know. Uh, what did you know about singing in the rain coming in, coming in hot? The song, just the song. So uh, last week I told Jared I've never seen this movie, and to which he was like, huh? Huh? "What?" What? And uh, I mean, I've seen this movie through it, through culture, yeah, through culture. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, osmosis, yeah. like osmosis through, Jones. Uh, cultural osmosis Jones is how I have seen this film before. So I knew exactly what this movie is about. I've seen lots of the clips of scenes and things like that, but the start to finish, nah, I never seen this thing. I knew it was a musical, and I know yeah. the song, and uh, that was honestly all I really knew about it. So yeah. you, I threw it on. I made Andy watch it. Which made her. Well, I was like, I think you'd actually like this movie. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. It's like a... Singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. I, I mean, like... like it really does belong to like kind of like the, I don't know. Uh, if you think about like the impact when people paid attention to these things, I don't know, say 20 years ago. You look at those AFI lists of like best movies of all time, like American films. It's like yeah. Gone with the Wind, Singing in the Rain. American Graffiti. There you Sisters go. Act. Yeah. Yep. It's on the it's on the the lips of every cinephile. Everyone says, yeah. You haven't seen Singing in the Rain? Yeah. And what if someone um, said they don't like musicals? Well, I don't know. Lots of I'm people curious. say that. I mean I don't like musicals. You like Chicago though. You've been pretty like vocal about that for years. For a long time. For my, years. Uh, one of my favorite motion pictures. I like saying that motion picture. Yeah, one of the talkies. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So anyways, let's talk about mm -hmm. this movie. So Gene Kelly plays a guy mm -hmm. named Don. Don Lockwood. And uh he's a he's a star now. Uh, yes, um yes. so this movie opens up, it's a it's a premiere for a new movie. Uh The Royal Rascal. Mm -hmm. Uh it's got a pretty pretty sweet uh, opening. Uh, so there's like a band, kind of like the singing in the rain tile comes up, and you get a, like like an overture uh, rattled off of singing in the rain, blah, 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 and then it just skips right through that with a little skip in the dance, and then the movie gets underway. Uh, it's the premiere, and we have this uh, lady. She's talking into a microphone because it's 1927 style, and she's like, you know, it's live from the radio show at the thing, mm -hmm. uh, at the premiere, and it's so it's like on the red carpet, and the stars are arriving, and. Uh, there's this bit that 
even watching it now, I thought it's like very funny where it's like one of these like, you know, made up people show up, you know, it's like Zelda so-and-so and there's this guy in the crowd. <laughs> he just screams Zelda. And I don't know. Do you think that's what people do when they see us? Uh, they go, ah, stay away. Jizz dog. Ah, kind of like that. It's, it's the jizz log. Oh my god! Yeah, so oh god. So we get some. I mean, it sets the 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 about the level of comedy that we're going to get with this. Uh, it's it's cute. This, this movie is very cute. Um, I think it's uh, yeah. This isn't nineties comedy. This isn't nineties comedy. This isn't eighties uh, comedy. This is nineteen fifties nice Hollywood uh, humor. This ain't and your dad's comedy. It's your granddad's comedy. Grandpappy. Is that what you're telling me here? D- dang, nabbit. So it's got okay. things like that where you're going to have to, you're going to either find this funny or like, yep. you know, you're going to go, hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, what, I don't know sure, sure. I'm sure that this movie busted guts. There was a lot of uh, ulcers from laughing so hard created. What do you mean by that? I don't know. Can you People, describe you know, what a busted gut means? I mean, you just can't stop chortling. And it becomes oh, okay. painful. And then you start tearing things. Because you just keep... You don't, like, leave to, like, say, Oh, man, I better pace myself watching this. You just keep watching the screen. And you just keep laughing. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, he did the thing. Look at him. He just he just slapped himself across the face. Oh, he's, he's, he's saying his nose is broken, but it's not actually broken. And, oh, he's making adjustments. Now his jaw. <laughs> I'm dying. You know what I'm well, saying? I mean, well, yeah, it's happened to all of us. Yeah, we've all been there. It's relatable. We've all been there. Relatable content. Yeah. So, uh, we get, uh, it's like one, one of the jokes is on uh, Don, Don's best buddy, Cosmo Kramer. No, his mm-hmm. name's Cosmo Brown. But how many mm-hmm. Cosmos do you know, RJ? Did you even know until, did you even know before Kramer that there was other people named Cosmo? Um, I'm pretty sure we've seen movies in the Criterion Collection where someone was named Cosmo, and all you can think of is like Kramer. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Pretty, um, pretty cool, pretty cool name. Should yeah, come I back. think it's I think it's in that movie Scaramouche. There's a Cosmo. Probably. Do you know about Scaramouche? No, let's uh, let's not let's leave that one. Let's not talk about that ever again. Okay. So, uh. Cosmo shows up, and of course, nobody knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no reaction or fanfare to him. But you get some, like, you know, send-ups of, you know, what you'd call, like, silent stars and the pretense and showmanship of old Hollywood. But then Don Don Lockwood shows up with his, like, studio uh, co-star, uh, Lena Lamont, played by Gene Hagen. Um and the the idea is that this is like you know, the tabloids, and they're going to tell these stories on the radio about their early days and how they came together. And so we get a, t- a lot of talk about dignity, always dignity. And we get some uh, flashbacks, which, of course, undercut the story we're being told by uh, by Don Lockwood of well, how the, the, he and uh, Cosmo came up in the world. Uh, some Some jokes. Are there some contradictions of what he's being told um, with what it was really like? Because you're not just born into stardom and utter success. It's a struggle. 
so we get some uh, we get, we get the tales of you know some vaudeville uh going on the road uh and then we get like the first like kind of uh, dance number uh fit as a fiddler which i don't know i i don't How know like, are you? not i'm not rj so okay. I've, I've, I have a question. So RJ, do, do you have a, an appreciation for dance? Um, can you from like a like from like a athletic standpoint? Oh the, sure, yeah. That da- dancing yeah. is probably super fucking hard. You, you ever seen Black Swan? I, I have. I was <laughs> ballet. Well, that's the form of dance, right? It, it, yeah, it's the ballet. Or were you walk. talking specifically about break dancing? Break dancing? Well, of course. So, uh, what was the song? Uh, Fit as a Fiddler on the Roof? Fit as a Fiddle. Oh, this is when they're... Yeah, I was actually... I, I did turn to Andy, and I said, you know, pretty impressive choreography right here. This is uh, some pretty sick fucking moves uh, in here. There's this yeah. one where it's like they're popping their hips and doing this thing where it's like almost like their feet are floating off the ground, and they're like doing this like in total... Uh, synchronicity and the, the suits are awesome like there's like this kind of like, like checker plaid kind of thing and they're just hopping around and obviously it's dubbed so they're not like playing any violin to it while they're performing this um but there, there's just this great movement and this is the thing that i've said about kind of like whenever musicals have been brought up and the difference between you know how you know gene kelly would want uh, a camera to film him dancing and how a fucking modern film would film you dancing, uh, which Thanks. is you, lots of cuts, full, full screen, no cuts. And you just see the body's movement. And like, you see the entirety of the form in the frame rather than cut, 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 cut in, cut close, cut, show their feet, but not attached to their body. And yeah. it'd be like, what the fuck? Is, like, it's just yeah. garbage. And this is just like, no, we're going to show you like exactly what they're doing because it looks, it's so much more impressive. Um, and the like fact that it's like, scenes too, right? Right. Like old fight scenes. It's way more impressive to see these dudes fucking stumbling around each other, falling over because they're exhausted than to just see like a close up of a fist and you go, that's not cool. No. Not in, that, um, not in that sense. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think yeah. like uh, it's actually a pretty pretty good pretty good song. <laughs> it's, it's not too bad yeah. it's in terms of these things. Yeah, but a lot of them there's some very catchy bits. Uh, so, anyways, you get the jokes of like them, you know, be, you know, basically like being hobos, uh, traveling uh, across yeah. the country, making their way. Uh, and then they wind up in Hollywood, and, you know, becoming big stars. But you know, they're out in the rain, and then they kind of start taking work, uh, working for Monument Pictures. Monumental pictures, uh, and it's like these things includes like you know being this the the a musical accompaniment for you know you know completely nondescript westerns and stuff like that. And of course, there's guys that uh, they can't take a bump; they don't know how to flip. Uh, and so, so there's a very frustrated director, and of course, uh, Don Lockwood jumps in and says, "Well, I can do it." And he's like, "Oh, sure, pal, whatever. You're just a sound guy. All right, well, I'll, you know, get him dressed up." And then they do it, and he sure as shit can flip. Goes flying, sends himself flying, really selling the the effects of that good guy. And so anyway, he becomes a stunt man, and so we get a nice little montage of him being a stunt man. It's a it's a good montage too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then of course the what ends up happening is because because of how impressive his stunt work was, and the fact you know he's it's like he's gene kelly he's got a look mm-hmm. he's he's like this guy's got star energy so the uh 
I don't know, one of the suits or whatever of the of the studio kind of says, hey, we like you. You, uh, you should make make pictures. And so there's this undercurrent, though. So he starts having these interactions with Lena Lamont, you know, this blonde bombshell that won't give him any time of day um, until suddenly attention's being cast on him. Uh, and they start starring uh, across from one another. But there's this whole thing with the fact that, like, when you're being introduced to her, you never get to hear her speak. And uh, yeah. And so what happens, so there's this idea that's like, oh, they're silent stars. Uh, they're doing like, you know, these like very, you know, um, like three musketeer derivative like movies. Uh, so it's like, you know, swashbuckling and swords and everything, but like, but romance. Uh, mm -hmm. And so this is the premiere of the film, uh, The Royal Rascal, another one of these types of movies that uh, Walkwood is making uh, with his good old pal, uh, Cosmo, who uh, does not have a face for the screen like Lockwood, but uh, he's his best little buddy and like assistant. And you know, you, you take care of your friends, RJ. Remember that. I know. I know that you've had your brush now with stardom, and it's only wow. going to grow. So don't forget about your old pal Cosmo. All I gotta say is, um, good riddance <laughs> to all uh, of you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Because this is the uh, depiction of the insane world, uh, mm -hmm. it's like very Springfieldian mobs. And uh, after the premiere, uh, Don is chased down. His his tuxedo is being torn apart, and he has to flee and uh, leaping into a passing car driven by uh, this woman named Kathy. Uh, and of course, <laughs> I think she thinks he's like I don't know an assaultist. Uh, who, who means to mash like a, a real masher? Uh, but of course, this is this is the the meat cute, and uh, she no sells knowing who this guy is. At first, she doesn't believe that, that it is who he claims he is. But then a policeman says, "Hey, Don Lockwood," and she's like, "Oh, I think I I think I know of your work. Uh, I think I've seen one of your movies and stuff like that." Which really no, because part of it is like her kind of being like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be real full of himself." this big star i'm gonna deflate him which really really fucks him up he, it really he's, really he's a little bit hurt a little tiff because obviously when you're when you start becoming a star like this you don't meet people who aren't impressed and so he's kind of like oh yeah i'm gonna try harder to, to i'm gonna try, i'm gonna track her down and prove to her what a big man i am it's kind of mm -hmm. fucked up so yeah. uh he gets taken to uh, a party that he was going to the after party at the studio, uh, the, the studio owner's house, RF Simpson. And, uh, while at this party, we get a little, um, a little teaser, a little, one of those things for the, the film buff, uh, where it's a room full of people who are all like, you know, silent stars, uh, in the early days of Hollywood. And they're watching a demonstration of a talking picture. And of course they watch it and they ridicule it going, Oh, this is never going to catch on. <laughs> Um, I think Cosmo is, uh, he's smart to the business though. He goes, I don't know. I think this might take off. And you get little lines like Warner brothers across the, across town. They're looking at doing it. They're going to do something called the jazz singer. And what you is know, the jazz singer about? <laughs> Al Jolson. It's about blackface. RJ. <laughs> it's about blackface. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sweet time. SK. Uh, I think, I think it's a little worse than that. Oh, okay. we, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it. You know, I can't speak to it. What, but swing time? No, uh, the, oh, jazz the jazz singer. singer. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. 
okay. ultimately. But yeah, that was like the big, that was the movie that put sound on the map. And then people realized, boffo, we, we got to make money. So that's kind of what this movie is actually about, which is cool. Because when you think Singing in the Rain, I don't think you're thinking about, this is a movie about, the sh about show business, which I think adds to its like big popularity with uh, film critics and stuff like that. And it's just like overall uh, popularity over the years. Because it's like, I don't know, it's why people like that artist movie a bit, you know. I'd rather watch Singing in the Rain over that. Yeah, Bruh. I think I agree. Uh, well, think... I mean, I've never seen the artist. You know? Well, that's okay. You should and now. I don't plan you, to. You can compare them. See what I you mean, think. I, I was never really interested in it. I don't know if I... It's not out of a, like a, any reason. I was just like, I don't know. Like, I don't care that yeah. much. So I guess like at this point, I'd be... So this, yeah, Lita, um, you start... You now get to hear her voice, and she has this, I don't know what you would call it, it's high-pitched, like, Betty Pate, or Betty Boop voice. Mm -hmm. Kind of, yeah, screechy, annoying voice. Uh, and that's like, would if, if heard, because it's like, this is why she's able to be successful in the silent era, because you don't have to hear her talk. Um, because if you did, it'd be like, oh, <laughs> that's that's the joke. So, anyways, he's not really into her, but she's like, oh no, we're we're made, we're gonna get married and stuff like that. We're gonna have a great, like, we're gonna become a power couple. And he's just like, nah, okay. But yeah, I don't know. Is he leading her on a little bit? Do if this was like a, I don't know, a, a twenty twenty three prestige TV show, would you would he be hitting that, RJ? In what way do you mean? Can you explain what you mean by that comment? So anyway, um, uh, our our Janet or uh, Kathy, our Kathy, mm -hmm. she makes a reappearance. Uh, she comes bursting out of a birthday cake, an oversized birthday cake, and all these dancers come cascading out. And it turns out that this girl who's uh, taking who's who's you know kind of get trying to get under Dawn's skin uh, about being like, oh, I'm into more like high uh, end productions like that. I have a higher, higher appreciation for the craft of acting and the performance, theater. the theater. Well, you got to pay the bills and we get a little, a little ditty of all I do is dream of you. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the thing that like struck me was you compare um, <laughs> her body. Uh, like, so uh, uh, excuse De me? De De Debbie Reynolds, like her shape, right? The the, yeah. the 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 dancers surrounding her are just like gigantic <laughs> in comparison to her. Like their arms and like legs, they're like a, what a half foot taller than her, and they're just like built like you know professional dancers. <laughs> like these are like you know the people that you know get trotted out, and they were working like Hollywood, and because musicals were big business. But you see like them, and it's like yeah, they are you know big athletes, and then you have like you know Debbie Reynolds, who's like. Quite petite in comparison, and she's not quite like in line with uh, the others. You can see how bang on their choreography is. They're hitting their spots perfectly, and you know, Demi Reynolds, who probably was like, "Hey, you're gonna learn how to dance for this movie, um, and you're gonna be carried as much as you can be because you're not a, you're not like doing this all the time." That was an observation. Okay, so anyway, I, I, I would just instruct people, if they want to uh, reach out to us, you can uh, email us at jizzdog at gmail.com, and yeah. uh, you can Absolutely. To... Yeah, you should definitely email jizzdog. Yeah, you can talk to Jared about whatever you want, to be yeah. honest. So. Yeah. 
Okay, tell me more. Tell me more. So, anyways, uh, Dawn's of course like, aha, <laughs> look at you, <laughs> wandering around in a bathing suit with a with a swim cap. Um, but but he's really into her. But you know, this is the, again the, the second the follow up to the meet cute. Um, and this of course uh, enrages uh, Kathy, who picks up a big cake and goes to throw it in the face of Dawn, who ducks out of the way and it hits Lita in the face. Uh oh, mm-hmm. that's a, well, that was a, what a, what an error! What a mess, Jarrett! What a what a what another fine mess they've gotten us into this time. Yeah. Hey? So so we get um a real cavalcade, uh, some some mayhem at this mansion, and um, Kathy just kind of gets away, drives off before Don can say anything more to her, and he becomes obsessed. Mm, obsessed yeah. in what way? He, he, well, he wants to track her down. Is he gonna molest her? I, well, I mean, he says he won't. There's he's, a screen cap for that. He does say he that he that he won't. Well, what, you got so. you got to take him at his word. You got. I mean, uh, yeah, he's. He, yeah. Who are we to say that he's not being truthful? I guess, right? So Don is very um, taken aback and distracted, and he's like trying to like find this woman, mm-hmm. but he's but he's failing. Cosmo, he want, he he's like, hey, you're you're getting ruled down in the dumps. Let me do a song and dance number for you. That's what friends do, RJ. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And, and this is where we get the make them laugh sequence. Have which you is... ever make make them laugh? No. Make them to laugh. I, I I don't believe in comedy or humor. Okay. Okay. No. Um. But yeah, yeah, you get, yeah, you get to see um Donald O'Connor just like do this like one man performance. Uh, I don't know. Again, it's, uh, some pretty, it's a pretty, I don't know. I want to say pretty dorky, RJ. Um, uh, it's, yes. it's, 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 uh, it's a very 1950s and it's uh sense of humor. Uh, but again, this is where guts were busted mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. there might have been stitch and being left in stitches because you need them from those busted it? guts. Do you, do you understand? It? Is, is it all coming? Knee slapping? Ah, uh, fuck, man! Knees were like pushed in. It was uh, it was horrifying from all the slapping. Red. The the force hit the kneecap up and out and under. Okay. Horrifying. So anyway, you get some flips, you get some kicks. And this man running up and down, uh, giving it all. You, oh, that's the other. So there's a. Going back like I don't know twenty minutes in this movie, in the Royal Rascal, you have a bit where Gene Kelly he does a full on fucking kip up, <laughs> like like he's Shawn oh, yeah. Michaels, mm-hmm. and and you're like, oh, it's like his stunt double. It's like, no, 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 he he doesn't need a stunt double. He said the man did what the man did. You know what I, I mean? Well, let me. I'm gonna throw this one out now. Like we're about like I don't know half hour or so into the movie, really. I think that. Gene Kelly is one of the biggest influences on Johnny Knoxville of Jackass. Uh, I mean, you could. Be, I think you could be right. Gene Kelly, Buster Keaton, um, Bam Margera was a pretty mm-hmm. big influence. I think. Yeah, I think that's how that works. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about like um, the way that Johnny Knoxville like dresses, like his like you know when he does like yeah. his like weird schmaltzy like thing that he wants to call back to. I think he's got yeah. a real love for old Hollywood. <laughs> but I'm like, nah, this guy loves Gene Kelly. 
because it's like the, could the, be right. the, the physicality to it, the charm, mm-hmm. um, th- this particular uh, form of masculinity that mm-hmm. he uh, likes. But then he's like, but I'm going to plate my balls on fire. Did this Gene Kelly going to do that? No, he's not. No, he's not, RJ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm welcome. welcome to. Welcome back. Um, yeah. So uh, we get we get a bit though where they're filming the next like royal rascal esque film, um, and they're they're doing their dialogue, but they're actually uh, fighting as they do uh, it. Uh, yes. Don and Lena, and talking about how much they don't like each other, or like you make my skin crawl, and it's supposed to be very romantic, very gut busty. Uh, but then, of course, she also. This is where Lena says, "Well, I've been, I've been throwing my weight around too, and that girl's not going to work in anywhere I'm going to be." Wow. So anyway, did she say? Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Right, and she's That's like, "What?" So um, there's this pretty cool scene where I think it's is it Cosmos walking around the sets. Uh, by himself, and, and he sees Kathy. Uh, uh, work. Oh no, because that... uh, it's a it's a musical being shot. Yeah, and <sighs> and she's in there, and they're like, "Wow, they're like, you you got it, doll." And it's like, maybe we get you in this other picture show. And then the guy goes and he runs and gets Gene Kelly, and he's like, hey. and then they come back. Wait, and... did he makes a, does he make like a phone call? He's like, I got I gotta let Dawn know. No, it's it like there's the big dance number with the dude who's like, I like babes. I oh. like babes who work in department stores. I like babes yeah. who work at the mall. I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, no, beautiful girl. Beautiful yes. girls. The uh, Sean Desmond or uh, do you remember that song? Sean Kingston. Beautiful <laughs> girls. You wonder why I they do. make me cry. Yeah. So there comes a point where so jazz singer becomes a huge hit. And yeah. suddenly and the so studios realize we we have to make music, and we get this uh, really awesome montage that's like something out of a I don't know, like surrealist art film. Uh, where it's just it's like very I don't know, it's very you. It also kind of reminds me of like something like a YouTube mix cut would be, and it just shows up in this 1952 movie where it's like all this like montage of like musicals from like the early thirties, but it's in full color uh, and looks incredible. It sounds cool. Cause I don't know. It's got that like, Rockin' thirties voice singing like this into a megaphone, <laughs> and uh, like, and it's like, yeah, you get like gams, RJ, you know, you get legs all crisscrossing and you get this like monochromatic backdrops. Uh, it's like kind of early green screen type of stuff it's so nice looking and then it goes into the song and it's like beautiful girls with a ridiculous top hat and outfit and it's just like i don't know again it's like oh it's kind of cool and then it goes through this like uh showcase of all the ladies that exist that are there for this man and it just kind of like does these cross uh kind of transitions to like one woman to the next all dressed differently yeah. And, yeah, and, and I think, yeah, gets. and that's, and that's, yes, and that's where Kathy is. It's just one of the girls kind of working uh, in the, amongst the, amongst the dancers. Yeah. There's a, 
Yeah, she's in there, and then uh, Cosmo sees her, and then he runs yes. off to Gene Kelly, and then brings Gene Kelly back, and it's it, like it it just happens in an instant. Cosmo runs off, and then like a second later, Gene Kelly's there. And he's like, "Well, I've been looking for you, doll." Jimmy, Jimmy's here. <laughs> well, it's not in my house. It's <laughs> your money's in Fred's house and, and Tom's house. Next, next, Cart Grant's gonna come. Or talk like this. Wow, that's not a good Cary Grant. <laughs> that's how uh, Cary Grant talks. You got, you got like, to, you got uh, to work on that. Man. You got to talk more like you're from New England. Like this. <laughs> Accents. So, anyway, yeah. um, yeah. So there's this other pretty cool scene where, uh, I th- I think it's. Cosmo and Don, and they're walking along all these sets, yeah, uh, of all these movies happening side by side. That's like really nicely done. Um, I don't know, it's like it's like that stylized movie magic because mm-hmm. like this isn't how this would work at all, but again, it's a it's a it's a dream, it's a dreamland, RJ. Mm-hmm. Is it a dream or is it a nightmare? Tom, Tom Cruise, Vanilla Sky style, the Hollywood nightmare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now the dueling cavalier, uh, the the new uh, Don Lockwood movie, it's got to be turned into a talkie. Yeah. So of course yeah. the issue there is that uh, Lena Lamont, uh, Lena Lamont is uh, very a, good. A, she got <laughs> a strong Brooklyn accent. So so what what so what what do you got to do? Well, you got to go to addiction coach. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what people still do that nowadays. They do. Uh, but do they often translate into another dance number about Moses and how Moses supposes? Go on. (laughs) I'm just asking. You didn't answer. Why are you afraid? That Moses... Supposes, supposes, Moses supposes, supposes. unique supposes. New York, supposes. unique New York. The mm-hmm. Human Torch was convicted of what is it? The Human Torch, like yeah, the Fantastic it? Four, Ben Grimm, Yancey Street Gang. Is that ink? It's cl- thing. It's it's clobbering time. The Human Torch was convicted of uh, <laughs> what is it? It's well. The Human um, Torch was the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. That's what it is. I see. I, I saw that movie once. Um, yeah, I guess we also there was also I'm not sure when the dance number happens, but then it's like the one where um, uh, Dawn and Kathy uh, express the confess their their love for one another. Essentially, we get a dance number. You were meant for me. Very grandiose. Lots of. So all these dance, a lot of these dance numbers all happen either like on these like you know mundane sets, kind of like grounded in a space, even though it's like Hollywood sets, or these like kind of very dreamlike spaces with like gigantic monochromatic backdrops, mm-hmm. which again works really well when you want to showcase the human body moving through space. Um, so they after doing their uh. It- <laughs> Their diction. Uh, they 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 finish making the movie. You get some hijinks with uh, early days of sound recording, where people are not facing the microphones. Uh, we have a bit where this microphone winds up kind of like wrapped around her neck, so they could record her voice. And the one studio goes, "Why is this cable here?" And he, it's like 
pull it's like an airplane and he pulls it she's like whoa boom i i like that because uh, the lady fell over and made me <laughs> so uh we get some we get some test screening of how mm-hmm. atrocious this movie is and mm-hmm. incompetent and then there's like you know dubbing jokes and uh people say i'll never watch another movie with him it's like we're gonna be ruined we're not gonna we're gonna be homeless oh. instantly yeah. Um, and of course, this the, the, after the the next day of like feeling sorry for themselves in the, this mansion, we get the good morning, good morning bit. Which did you know that good morning uh, came from this movie? I guess. And like, if you think about like commercials growing up, you would see the song "Good Morning," where it's like rendered meaningless. But then you get you watch this and you go, "Oh, there it is." I always thought that the good morning thing was from Schindler's list. <laughs> you know, when they're all happy and like running yeah. around. Cause like they made it out. Right. Is that not what that's from? <laughs> uh, no, I, I didn't uh, know that that was in this movie. And then I saw it and I went, Hey, it's that song that mom sing to uh, it's from boys uh, all over the, so, all over the world. So I think like, yeah, the song itself, I think first appeared in, um, uh, oh god, it's like a where did good ba- babes morning in, ba- babes in arms is where okay. it was originally written. The movie, well, where which, did is, good morning which is 1939, come from. I don't know, you'd have to look at the uh, etymology, I guess, of it. Who, who said good morning, good, good, good morning from Middle it, English? Ever good history. morning, an ellipsis for an expression good such morning? as "I wish you a good morning." Okay, I'm okay so, with that. Is this yeah, fourteen hundreds? Let's bump that down. Let's say thirteen hundreds, just just for a little extra. So they get an idea, Ajay. These these three schemers living in, I don't know what kind of England? relationship they are. What kind of relationship is are they living on? These, these two men and this and this woman, a triple. A thruple, I, I believe. Is what I, I, I see. Yeah. I mean, they leave it to your imagination, RJ. Yeah. Um, I, uh, let's not put a label on it. Let's just say that love is love. How's love is love. Good Good morning. Guten um, morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There might be an exchange of fluids. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, they have an idea. Hey, let's take this piece of crap uh, movie that we're trying to do horribly. And it's like, let's play to our strengths that you're, I'm a song and dance, man. You're, you're a songwriter and you can sing. Let's do this. And of course they're like, Oh no, Lena's in this movie and she stinks. So they kind of like have to like work around her. And it's like, so the idea is that they're going to have Kathy sing or, and then dub all her lines. Um, and, which is a darn shame. Yeah. A darn shame. Darn shame. Uh, at some point here, we do get the singing in the rain sequence. Uh, it's after it's after the good morning thing where because uh, he's like, my career is over. Nobody's going to want a guy like me now. And they're just like, hush. They're like, we'll just dub over. And he's like, oh, man, there's hope for us yet. And then he walks out, and then he does uh, "Sing in the Rain" because he's he's happy again. So the song, so this actually was d- done for a different movie from like 1929, 
uh, which is when this movie is set. Uh, the Hollywood Review of 1929. How about that, Maples? Music's weird. You just borrow things liberally and you just uh, give credits, but most people just don't think about music that way. And they're like, yeah, it's Singing in the Rain. That's where it's from. I mean, I just did it too with uh, Good Morning. It's like, oh, this Babes, <laughs> Babes of Arms movie. No one's seen that. Who cares? So, uh, anyway, where was I? Uh, so they make the movie. Oh, we, so we have Don pitch uh, a, a, the sequence of this movie, which is basically the story of his own life, but but oh. music cut five. And we get Broadway Melody, uh, which is like, I don't know. It's very like, it kind of reminded me of Red Shoes, um, that one kind of kind of big final sequence. And it looks so good. The mm-hmm. blues, the yellows, the reds, the costumes, um, the whole like sequencing of it. Uh it like just like on a technical level, production level, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh it's some t- when you think about like what musicals can be, I guess, when you're like watching this, and then you think about what people get excited about these days, mm-hmm. and you go, Well, this is <laughs> this is the shits. Like Chicago? Like, <laughs> like like Chicago. Your favorite your favorite film, correct? The shits. Oh, okay. So anyways, Lena, though, she finds out what's going on here. And she ain't going to have anything of it. And she's, But she's a scammer. And um, so she's like, says, I got a contract. I am clad. You got to do exactly what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, no. So of got course. us there, boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're going to be a slave to her. Essentially, you're going to dub me forever. And I'm going to ride on your coattails. <laughs> it's like I don't really know. have you thought this process through. And of course, the no. the mealy mouth back and forth um, um, owner of the studio is like, I don't know what to do. I'm only R.F. Simpson. We better listen to her, fo- uh, fellas. She seems serious. I, I, think, I think at some point someone must say, Oh, they has she has me over a barrel. What does that mean? Um, I don't know. You don't. You don't want to be there, though. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the dancing cavalier comes out. We get a big scene. Uh, we get some samples of this, um, soundy with musical songs. But of course, it's all been dubbed, and everyone's like, they're in. They're they love it. They're here for it. And of course, um, you kind of have a feeling where this is all headed. Um, where of course Lena, who's been told this whole time, you can't, you don't go out and give interviews for the love of God. Don't talk mm-hmm. to the public. And she's like, oh yeah, well, I'm gonna go out there and talk. And she, I'll and of course, like, I I'm gonna go out there and sing. But then, like very quickly, they come up with this cunning plan. But they, of course, they don't tell this to Kathy. No, and she's uh, hurt so, by it. The, so they send her out there, and be like, yeah, you're gonna have to go out there and sing for her. Uh, Kathy, you're gonna sing for Lena, and you're like, Oh man, and she's like, Well, if you make me do this, you're never gonna see me again, asshole. And they send her out without like clarifying, it's all part of a cunning plan. And so, we get a little singing in the rain reprise. Um, and she starts singing, and the audience is like, Because first, they hear her talking, they're like, She doesn't sound like the way she did in the movie. And then, uh, she starts singing, everyone's like, Ah, yes, this is the way it's supposed to be. And then, uh, she gets hoodwinked. And the curtain gets lifted up by uh, by these three scamps, revealing Kathy behind the microphone. And everyone starts bursting out laughing, rolling in the aisles, busting guts. 
and this of course embarrasses Lena, who goes running. Um, Kathy goes running because she doesn't understand what's going on. Um, and it's very, and you're like, oh no, this is like how mean of them. And she feels so sad. But then the big reveal, as Dawn says, it's all about you, Kathy, to this room full of people. And it's like her coronation to this uh, crowd of people. And everyone goes, oh. And it's a happy ending. Not, not a dr uh, dry eye in the house. And then the movie wraps up with Kathy and Dawn kissing in front of a billboard for the new film, Singing in the Rain. What about dry pants? Was there any dry pants in the house? Uh, no. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, oh. Yeah, damp. S speechless. <laughs> damp. See, RJ, Singing in the Rain is awesome. This movie is so good. Looks amazing. Uh, some real physical feats. It's like great pro wrestling. It's got a nice simple story. Um, uh, every, everything works great. Um, it's one of those movies where you're like, oh boy, this is that singing in the rain business. I've never seen this movie before. I'm a, does it live up to the hype? And I think it does. I think it's up. It's good. It's it's the real deal. Um, nothing I yeah. can say about it's gonna convince anybody. But just just watch the movie if you haven't seen it oh, before. Yeah? Um, yeah, I like the Stanley Donan. It's like one of the the things I really loved about Charade was his uh, use of color. So I'm not sure if you've chalked it up to him or his uh, choice of production designer who actually does those, does that work or his art direction. I'm just looking that up right now. Jean Duaubon, Auguste Capillier on Charade and on Singing in the Rain. Jeez. We got uh, some real ooh, language Ced Cedric, Cedric Gibbons and Randall Duel. Love oh Duel. shit! Well, Cedric Gibbons also worked on Wizard of Oz. God damn! Damn, I think Randall Duell was the guy who created Oduels, that non-alcoholic beer. Oh dear. Do you know what I mean? We got some set decorators. Oh, yeah. Is there any crossover there? Man, could be. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Anyways, but yeah, Stanley Donan, not afraid of color, makes the movies look real nice. Sure he um, does. Sure he does. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But yeah, so I mean, I mean, I honestly haven't seen that many Gene Kelly movies. Uh, let's take a look here. Yeah, I've seen three. Let's take and a look, Jared. So, what, at how one, many Gene Kelly movies I have seen? You have seen, unless you've seen American in Paris, which I wasn't that crazy about. Let me tell you, when I watched that Best Picture winner. Jared, let me tell you, I have seen one Gene Kelly film, yep. Singing in the Rain, which I watched. Couple days ago, have well, seen Brigadoon? This is the only Donald O'Connor movie I've ever seen. I have seen four Debbie Reynolds movies, which I don't even know if she's actually in half of them. Yeah, allegedly Gene Kelly is in the 2022 film Babylon from uh, Damien Chazelle. Yes, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I bet she's been dead I bet for she's... 25 years. Uh, yeah. So maybe they're uh, giving them the Grand Moff Tarkin treatment. Oh God! They probably use some footage of him because it is like a movie about like that. I don't know. Hollywood. It's a Hollywood movie, and like La La uh, the the, the yes, exactly like La La Land. Oh okay. Something about musicals and love letters to Hollywood. They that's just what oh, they do. Those guys love jerking it to each other's <laughs> ideas about one a great big circle jerk. I mean, it a is. circle jerk for all. 
the tail the tail of singing in the rain that's my dvd featurette <laughs> yeah i mean that ain't is. rain oh jared <laughs> that's not what i meant that's nasty that's not what i meant at all uh, but there it is that's gonna leave a stain rj <clears throat> As a yeah. novice singing in the rains person, uh, what did you think of singing in the rain? Only you can prevent four stars. That's another way you could have spun that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I've uh, I've seen this movie through cultural osmosis Jones many times, uh, but I've never actually watched this movie. Uh, and I said last week, I don't really like musicals. Like, uh, I know you're a huge fan of Chicago, which I, I respect. Like, I, I can co- totally respect that. Like, yeah, when you when you lent me your copy. I, uh, I saw that movie in theaters. Yeah. Hey, John C. Riley's awesome. But When uh, I was like 12 years else. old, I watched that movie in fucking theaters. So, um, anyways, uh, I'm not a huge musical guy. And uh, what it is more than anything is I think... I think like stage drama and like choir people are absolute fucking dorks. Like they are the nerdiest, dorkiest people that there is. And not that that's bad. It's just like you're a dude singing and dancing, doing a stage show. You're a dork. You know what I mean, Jarrett? You know? He knows. He gets it. Choir kids, uh, drama nerds. Anyways. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I threw this on, and I did. Uh, I did make Andrea watch this, and uh, not that like, I didn't like force her down or anything weird like that. Um, but uh, I was just like, I think you'd maybe watch this. So it's like, it's like a '50s type movie that's English, and it's in color, and it's got you know songs and dances. And she's like, all right, whatever. Um, so I threw it on, and uh, her and I were pretty much the same. Um, I like the story; it's fun. Uh, they do. Uh, the story is fun. The way that the actors kind of play off each other is fun. I, I like the chemistry between the people. It's dynamic. It moves pretty quick. There's not really a lot of downtime. Um, it doesn't doesn't piss around the bush. You know what I mean, Drew? It doesn't waste your time. Uh, and um, yeah, so I, I I like I like the story. I do think it's. It's a fun movie to watch. Like it, it does hold your attention for a while. Like it's an hour forty five or something like that. And it doesn't feel like it. Like it goes by pretty quick. Um, so it keep, keeps you invested, keeps you moving, keeps things kind of light and fluffy, and uh, makes you laugh, makes you cry. Um, the music and dancing. So the fiddler, like the first one with the fiddles, I, I I watched that one like all the way through, and I was like, man, that's pretty impressive stuff. Uh, and I watched Make Him Laugh all the way through. And then I think near the fourth or fifth song, at one point, I was like, oh, I got to go change the laundry from the washer to the dryer. And Andrew's like, do you want me to pause it? And I went, nah. I was like, nah, I'm good. So I, I just went and, you know, I left the room for two minutes and I changed the laundry and I came back up. And I was like, all right, they're still singing and dancing the same that they were before. <laughs> I'm, I went, I'm good. I'm good. So the first couple of ones I, I, I was I was very attentive for. And then after that, I was kind of like, uh, like I, I mean, not that they were bad or anything. I was just like, I'm done with the singing and dancing today. Uh, so, but that's just me for musicals. Um, I do think, as you mentioned before, I do think it takes an incredible amount of uh, 
physical prowess to uh, be able to do some of the dance numbers that they do. So I think that's all impressive as well. Um, it's a good show. Like, I mean, I, I know why it's uh, talked about in such regard and mimicked by so many things. Uh, it's very good. Um, I'm not a musical man. It's a good show. I like it. I'll probably never watch it again in my life unless it's just on somewhere where I am. And I'll go, hey, sing it in the rain. That's cool. That's what happened. Yeah. The, when is that going to happen these days? What when kind of on what, 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 what kind of uh, event are you going to be at when this Costco. happens? Casco. Casco. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh. it feels like it's a, it was a different period of time where uh, like a movie would be like, now coming to home video. And then they have like a like a stand up with the movie and be like, "Hey guys, fucking singing in the rains out, and we're gonna have this on on this uh, tape here. We're gonna run it off onto this TV. We're just gonna play it over and over again. And there'd be people who stop and like lean on their uh, cart and they kind of like watch mm-hmm. it for five minutes. You know, oh yeah, the the wife's just trying some stuff on. I'm starting to just watch some uh, watch some old movies. What's this about? It seems pretty old. I mean, I I live that life." Yeah, I got to go. Uh, got to get milk after this. So the wife's uh, she's uh, a different part of the store. She left me. <laughs> uh, I got the card here, and uh, I seen this movie once, but uh, it's kind of an old show. I mm-hmm. I don't know about this thing. I just and, and there's no one really around. <laughs> they see things like it was good for its time. It's good for its time. Someone from Costco walks by. Do you need help? I say, well, like. Do you guys do you guys have this? Do you guys have this one here in like in the store? <laughs> or uh, uh you know? No. So anyways, I would do some of that. But yeah, it's it's a good show. Good show. I'm not a big not a big musical man, but uh this one's pretty decent. It it'll hold you through the whole time, you know what I mean? It's decent. Pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm I'm on the same page with you with musicals. Uh yeah, I know. I, I I think there are like a handful that are palatable to me the other one that i think is like awesome is the uh bob wise west side story mm-hmm. that that movie is real good bob real. wise you say yeah you know bob wise not director director of star trek the motion picture holy shit so he's into boring stuff oh, oh hey but he also is into the day the earth stood still Oh, and not the the curse of the cat people, which is the best cat people movie. It is. It is. And don't you. But don't forget about Sleepwalkers from Mick Garris. That's a cat people movie, too. The Haunting. Oh. Do we have something like that? I don't know. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this movie's. I think pretty terrific. Um, if you're going to watch 50s musicals, this is probably the one to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So what, far, I'm cu- what I'm curious about is who who hates? Which, what what loathsome... I, I do imagine someone's probably does not like the line about the molestation, and they probably kind of hung up on that. That's who I would pick for this stuff i don't know let's find out let's see it there's a bunch of half stars but some of these are gonna be attention seekers yeah you know like scarlet heart i've never hated a film before but i hate this one i'm like okay for what reason scarlet why do you like gia and girl interrupted but not that 
but not this. You know, you have AB25, boring and no plot, pretty colors, though. Bah, don't, nope, didn't like it. That's, not... the, that's the engagement we're going to get. Uh, or we have Movie Watcher 690. This movie was played at my local library in the adjacent room. The audio disrupted my study and was pretty obnoxious. If the music had at least been good, I would have given it a pass. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Thus, this film is terrible. That's really dumb. But I just, I've just i I've noticed something from AB25. They, uh, they watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. They rated it four and a half stars, Jarrett. And the review says five out of five. But they rated it four and a half. Crazy. And then the review was five out of five. And uh, Movie Watcher 690. Favorite films include Super Bad, 127 Hours, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Blade Runner 2049. Incredible. That is an incredible four favorite films. I don't, I don't know. These, I don't even know what to say about these, that. These, listen to these sad people. Incredible. Mort official, half okay. a star. Never have I been so simultaneously bored and annoyed and mildly enraged by a film. Mildly, RJ. Yeah. This really takes the cake. After a screening for film class, I left my lecture hall with a renewed hatred for musicals, especially this one. For every one minute of actual dialogue, you have five minutes of mindless songs that don't further the plot remotely and exist for entertainment. This is funny because they are not, in fact, entertaining. The amount of tap dancing and aggressive smiling in this film is almost macabre. As if the characters on screen know you're stuck watching the most annoying musical you've ever seen and you have no idea where the bathroom is. So you get to piss your pants? I hope I if you're if you're not a massive fan of musicals or mindless plot lines designed to make you happy, run. Disregard whoever is asking you to watch this movie because watching this film will psychologically damage you and change you for the worst. This person's account's not real. Yeah. They uh they have <laughs> a single half star rating and it's this. Okay. They have five ratings overall. Um, they only have sixty films watched. Half stars to this, five stars to the Dark Knight, and they haven't reviewed a movie in seven months. <laughs> so Dark Knight. Or they haven't watched a movie in like seven uh... months. So, anyways, their Dark Knight review. I love this movie, and if you say you don't, you are a liar. Half a star from D.W. Jones. A half star is too low of a rating, and if I have to watch this fucking movie one more time for my film degree, I'm going to fucking take sound out of movies again. Seems like a lot of people get lots of film students. degrees, and they don't yeah, understand and, and, what, uh, yeah. what that entails. Uh, someone here wrote, Gene Kelly, you cocksucker. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> cocksucker, I should say. I, <laughs> oh, I, uh, I I I appreciate this more than some of the other reviews. This person just gave Kenobi one and a half stars. Oh, all right. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm on the next page. I've got Merti half a star. Can confirm he sang in the rain. Uh, uh, I mean, yes, it's accurate. Accurate. Yeah. Then that cop shows up and it's like, "What are you doing, splashing around in those puddles for, pal?" 
Uh, and then he gets, he's such a nice guy. He gives his umbrella to that stranger because he's just so kind. Everyone's so very, kind. Very true. I got to yeah. go back to this Marty. Their bio says Jared Leto enthusiast. And then uh, this person just half a starred um, Lord of the Rings Fellowship. And the review is Dildo Bagans. And it's a it's a link. <laughs> and I'm clicking the link. Uh-oh. Uh, uh oh the link is to um the Kanye West song Runaway which if i remember that song it, uh, that song goes let's have a toast for the assholes and mm. uh, a toast for the scumbags so Man, very these people, strange th- th- there's a lot of tryhards here yeah very we got Pat- Patrick Star have a star <laughs> the spelt singing wrong uh that's a that's a troll how about Aud- Aubrey Winslow, half a star? I hate seeing and hearing. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, might, it, that could be genuine. No, no, no. You're, uh, it's not. <laughs> this is like troll. This is troll land is what we've wandered into. Well, half. Who has five star to Inland Empire? So, yeah. Oh, see, that's a troll right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you imagine? No. Yeah, there's yeah. man, just people like, wow, was this a tragedy? This was just irritating to watch. Just awful. Starting with the good, some good songs were good. Theme song, especially. The dancing was good, and cinematography was great. Half stars. Like, what? <laughs> this movie was pretty good, and uh, I didn't I just, mind it. Yeah. Half a star. Fell asleep during this. Where is Jin Soul? Jin Soul? Yeah. This movie was awful. The dialogue was poor and not good. The music was non-stop playing. And the cinematography was all right. It did a good job with the camera. The editing was long and drawn out. The acting was the only good thing. They did a good job at who they casted for the acting. The theme is that you can find love in any places. <gasps> in any all... Casting. In all, I hated the movie. It's slow and not good to, to much music. And not good to much music. Much Cutter. music, like yeah, like uh, the Canadian video uh, music videos show. Pretty cool. Remember Nardwar? This person's Nardwar? only logged thirteen movies. Oh, that's good. And, and they gave Kubo and the Two Strings one star. That's what There's they no do. a stop motion movie one star. Get the fuck out of here. Even if that movie's not good. It's stop motion animation. It's gonna yeah. be good. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's right. So fuck those guys. Humanity. What a sea of humanity. Do you think the, any of those guys write for uh, Star Trek Discovery? No. These, no. These are a bunch of talentless people. Mm, okay, that's fine too. That that hate themselves. Ooh. Uh. Cool. Well, <clears throat> we did it. Mm-hmm. My dude, um, any final thoughts on the rain? I want to know, have you ever seen the rain? John Fogarty just got the rights back to those CCR songs. That's news. I'm glad he's making money. Yep. <laughs> it really and warms it's all the, because it really, of us. That all warms my heart. Yeah. I'm going to have to steal one of them right now. I want to know. If you steal any CCR songs, you should uh, I seen 
A bad moon rising. That fits for this movie. Oh, it doesn't have moon in the title. Uh, what movie did you watch, dude? After the break. Yeah. Uh, the world finds out that RJ's been dubbed. This is my real but... voice. <laughs> By the incontinent child. <laughs> Can we talk? Oh, God. That's good stuff. The truth is known. Oh, no. Listening to Sad Boy. Oh, Sad Boy, RJ. Uh, which which album? Probably. Um, I I think it was a Hail to the Thief. Just like lots of like. <laughs> were, you think, were you thinking about? Were you, think, were you thinking about the Iraq War? I was like, it's not fair to the Middle East. <laughs> it melees forever. Sad Boy. When girls talk to me. That damn Henry Kiss Henry Kissinger, you know about him? That son of a bitch. He's still alive. All no, the good, still... all the good people keep dying, and he's still alive. No, he's, <laughs> he's such a bad. No. What about Gerald Ford? Dead. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Since when? Recently? Oh, a while back. Okay. Uh, you can email us at criteriaincrease.gmail.com and tell us embarrassing tales about your sad boy days. Oh, wait, that's called Discord. Oh, what's the Discord? That's the, it's the place where the sad boys go. Oh. And they, and they talk about video games. Oh. And sports sport scores, post pictures of their snacks, their, their foods. No, no, no one pays attention to Trek talk, though. <laughs> They're yeah, missing it's just out. you and me talking to each other. And Oliver. Oh yeah, Oliver's there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What's the point? Where's the? What about that? The creepy stench has been very popular. (laughs) To the surprise of no one. So is is so many things fit into the The creepy stench. stench. That stench trench. Oh man, so many people stink all the time. (laughs) Um. Yeah, you yeah can... we have a stink cord. We have a stinkagram. We have a stink book. Yeah. We have stinker. Uh, that's my favorite, personally. Uh, what else do we have, Jarrett? <laughs> Unwashed asses. Say again? Uh, we're on SoundCloud. Okay. We stink have a pa- cloud? <laughs> Patreon. Uh, Stinkyon. 
pussy on. Um, oh. A letterbox, I'm Jared Duggan. He's Barnloaf. Stink box. We've got, hey, and if you want to listen to exclusive content like, like this, like when we yeah. talk about Star Trek Discovery, the fan favorite, you want to hear us talk about it uh, a lot, uh, you can join Patreon and join Discord. It's incredible savings. Great, great value. Bye, bye, bye. It's a bull market uh we're on stitcher itunes google play download download next download. week rj yeah we, we go, we, we're back on track back to the hell world that we've built for ourselves on the no. 25 more 25 more till 350 no. um con nishikawa's the burmese harp from 1956 no. There's no, i mean that's about music probably right it's about a harp from burma uh, don't go to Burma. <laughs> yeah. Don't. don't go to Burma. It's a war zone. Yeah. Oh, are you going to watch it for next week? <laughs> oh, that's the tie-in? You, you know, I think he remakes his movies. Who, uh, which yeah. one? What, uh, Kony Shikawa? Or... Yeah, I think he oh, remade Rambo. it. I think he, I think so, someone remade it. I don't know if he remade his own movies, like, oh, 20 okay. years later thing kind of thing. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I, I don't have much interest in that. However... Go to Burma. Don't go to Burma. It's war zone. I had someone unironically talk about Myanmar the other day, and I went, Myanmar? You talking about Burma? <laughs> Said you can't go to Burma, and they went, What are you talking about? <laughs> they have no they idea what you're talking about. Throw it out of their out of their body. Yeah. Remember that movie when they bayonet that kid, the little baby? <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> All I think about is like whatever, like eighty-five caliber bullets just blasting people apart. <laughs> Uh, ripping throats out, bayoneting okay. bodies on, on the river, just with bare hands. It looks incredible. It's just incredible. Good, Good night. Stuff. Good night. Go to Burma.